0: What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy back at it again. I feel like I've, uh, I have been all over this mic today, man. Had a couple Bleacher Report shorts today, and we're back at it again with the fam. B.F. in the building, back after a wild card win. It feels good. I'm gonna tell you right now, it feels good. But there's something a little different. About what took place this wild card weekend. Do me a favor, smash that like as you guys as you guys enter the room. Welcome to another edition of the Rico Report. And uh listen, folks, didn't did this game feel different to you guys? Not how you felt in terms of nervousness, because the Bills just always do that to us. They just do. Even though it just feels like the, the game is is in hand, we there's always some kind of internal. Old Bills fan waiting for some kind of collapse. <laughs> I don't know if it's just a fan or it's just being a Bills fan in particular. I don't know if Patriots fans felt like that. The last 20 years, they probably just felt, yeah, we got this in the bag. But also, when the ball's in Josh Allen's hands and we need to play, I know he will connect and he'll deliver. So it's just a, maybe it's just a fan thing. But I'll tell you what's different about This, 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 Wild card this year in the playoffs i feel like this team is seasoned enough that they know what's what's at hand there's no there's no there's no shakiness from them it feels like they they got they know we've been to the divisional round before we've been to the afc championship before right where we weren't quite ready maybe the nerves were a little higher we've we've suffered some losses along the way it feels as though now they're like, okay, this, this moment is not too big for us. We're ready to go after it. Does that feel like that to you? Maybe you guys felt like that last year or the year before that. But right now, I feel I feel just just like this team is just right. They just mentally, they're, they're mature enough to know, okay, shit ain't done yet. We're not overhyped. Because a lot of times we're like, oh, shit, we're going up against the, the, the big bad Kansas City Chiefs. No, no, no. Now we're like, no, no, no. We're just as big as bad as the Kansas City Chiefs. Right? I think the hoopla, it feels like the hoopla is not as not as high as it once was. Like just a couple of years ago, we're going against Kansas City and we're, we're, we're toe-to-toe. Obviously, until the big old, big old mishap happened. But even then, we felt like we were the the underdog and we weren't ready to be there. It feels like I guess we want to call it peaking. Are we are we peaking? Is that what it feels like? That's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure that out. But anyway, all I'm I'm trying to get to is that I feel confident. I feel very confident in the way that we're approaching this upcoming game against the Kansas City Chiefs after we took down the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because a lot of times where momentum is a bitch, momentum can swing rather quickly. And I think the Bills found ways to to temper a potential comeback from the Pittsburgh Steelers because that could be deflating. A team that's all right. We put seven on the board. All right, we got some momentum coming our way. All right, we're moving the ball. We're moving the ball. Interception. Ooh, that's a killer. That that takes the wind out of your sail. Then they get going again. Then a big defensive stop. So it's and then you get a big fifty-two yard run from Josh. So those little things like that, where you think you got it, and then Josh comes back and does something. You think you got it, and then here comes Khalil Shakir. It's just one of those things where it just feels the Bills are on their way, but yet they understand. What's at stake, and that's what I love about this, this this team, man. So, although they get us nervous all the time, <laughs> they get me nervous no matter what. I don't care what anybody tells me. I do get nervous, but that's just the fan in me. That's just the fan because I just want success for our team, right? I uh, got a super chat from my man Rich. What's up, Rich? We got uh, hockeyly refing the Bills Chiefs game, um same as the Eagles game. Strap in, unfortunately. Go Bills. Well, we're gonna find out. I got my guys. uh ref stats on on twitter so i'm gonna hit him up and be like yo ed is our coach what do i need to know he's gonna give me the goods he will absolutely give me the goods so uh how are we feeling after this this uh wild card weekend this wild card weekend was quite a weekend it's uh it was slated with some wonderful games we had some some upsets we had some some teams that that we're supposed to advance to the next round and had just collapsed. I mean, let's go through it because I got my man, the fat that's going to be joining me shortly. And uh, we're going to get this thing cracking here, but let's recap the week that was in this wonderful, <laughs> wonderful game that we call football in the NFL. Right. And uh, it starts off. I mean, where, where do we want to start off? With? Let's Let's go to Houston. Starts off with the Browns and Texans. How about, C.J. Stroud, and that young offense, first-time head coach. Guys, this is the first time a team, excuse me, not the first time, fourth time in NFL history a team has come on and jumped on and had a quarterback and a rookie coach and rookie quarterback go in and make the postseason and go to the next round. That is impressive, absolutely impressive. So we're, we're hoping to... uh to get this thing cracking here and uh, see how this turns out with the Ravens hosting the freaking Texans. Can the Texans pull it off? Yo, CJ Stroud has been looking pretty damn good, man. So if these boys can pull it off, then we'll see. We'll see how this uh, this thing gets pulled off here. But CJ Stroud, Texans 45, Browns 14. Joe Flacco turned into old man Joe Flacco that uh, was supposed to be on the couch. I mean, listen, man, he did it. He did his very best to try to keep these guys going. He went on a four and one run. And then CJ Stroud said, All right, that's enough, old man. I'll take over from here. And that they did. Texas routed the Browns 45 to 14. Then we got the Chiefs over the Dolphins. Uneventful. These guys, they I mean, what more can you say, man? The 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 Dolphins just they they peaked at the wrong time. And they got horrible injuries at the wrong time as well. So here you are standing in, in line, thinking that you're gonna get good tickets to a, a good game. Nah, bro that that was Chiefs. That was like pretty much Chiefs versus Steelers. Like what? Just last year, just a waste. Just a waste. And that's what it felt like. Tyreek Hill was the only one that was ready to like get out there and ball out. Rest of the players they didn't show up. Ain't show up. And then obviously the Packers absolutely undressed the freaking Cowboys. Cowboys get sent packing. 12th straight year. Ah, they got. I don't know what changes the guy that got to come that way. We're about to find out because I'm gonna call my brother sometime tonight, and hopefully he picks up the phone because he does. I didn't warn him that I'm gonna call him, so we're gonna find out how he's feeling. He has ducked me. He hasn't called me. Normally after weekends of football, we usually talk and we we go through the games. Not a peep, crickets. Didn't even didn't even send me a text. Not a not a not a word. <laughs> so we'll find out how he's uh, he's gonna do. So we'll we'll sweet we'll see. And then last but not least, uh, the Lions over the Rams uh that's uh that's actually a pretty cool storyline there, and then the bucks upset the Eagles, and I called that actually the the Eagles just they just weren't they weren't there man they weren't in it they weren't in it they haven't been in it Something's up with them. I don't know what's happened they just weren't in it, and it showed Baker mayfield and the Bucks take them down they blitzed the hell out of those boys and they had no answers done get packing all right uh now that that's out the way. Let's kind of go over the recap of our, our Steelers game because uh, it was it was a tough game. Don't get me wrong. It was a tough game. BP, fear is Elam starts and Mahomes targets him all day. Well, Rasul Douglas pretty much could have played. He even said himself, I, I could have played. They told me to just shut it down. Don't worry about it. We got you. He'll most likely be playing next game. Now, is it going to be Dane Jackson next to him or is it Kiyu Elam? We'll find out. Christian Bedford. Who knows what's going on with Christian Benford whether he stays in we su- will soon find out we'll soon see but um we'll see I sent the link to my man Thdo he hasn't answered me yet so I don't know if he's uh, if he's occupied with uh, with his little man but we'll see we'll soon see but we got my man Carl Jones that gonna be sure sh- that'll be joining us uh shortly but uh we can talk about a little bit of these injuries because boy did we get beat up we got beat up and we got beat up at the wrong times and the wrong positions. Wrong time and wrong positions. And that's, uh it was kind of brutal for us to kind of go through. Um, But which one, which injury stands out the most to you? I'm just looking at my, my list of injuries here. Let me just pull my list up here. But which injury concerns you the most? Is it Charles Bernard with the high ankle sprain? I think we got lucky there, extremely lucky. We got We got out of that one without a fracture, without an Achilles, without one of those type of injuries, because the way that ankle hit, and I'll go through it with just a little bit where that ankle hit. It looked like it could have been way worse, but it turns out it's a high ankle sprain. Now, if anybody's ever suffered a high ankle sprain, those things are annoying. If you play basketball and you come in and you roll your ankle on that. Oh, it's a, it's a beat. It's a bitch. It's tough to, it's tough to recover from those type of uh, ankle injuries. And now you got a week, not even you've got less, you got less than seven days to get right, to rehab it, to to ice it up, get the swelling down. Will we be able to to get back into it? Will he be able to be strong enough to cut on it? I don't know how many injections they're going to have to give this guy, whatever, in order to get him to get back. That'll be his own. And then you got Teron Johnson, Taron Johnson, concussed. I worry about that guy, man. Because he plays, he's like, No, no more than 200 pounds, not even. He's probably like a buck, but the buck 90, buck 95. But if you think about it, this guy plays like he's a linebacker. This guy plays like he's a linebacker and he throws his weight around, but you're susceptible to concussions. And now he's in the concussion protocol. How do we get him right? That's going to be the challenge. How do we get him right? Because I talked to you guys about the dogs on this team. There are not many dogs on this team where you can count on this guy to get physical and make a play. I think there's probably two on defense. That's Teron Johnson and Jordan Poirier. Jordan Poirier got that dog in him. But that's it. You remove those two guys. they ain't no guy that's going to, like, you know what I mean? That's the guy that's going to put on his back and be that nasty dude. You know what I'm saying? Matt Milano's out there no more to kind of spark something. So, Hopefully, this is a, I don't know if this is such a thing as a light <laughs> concussion. Maybe it's just a, one of the, they take precaution and we'll see. But this ain't his first one. So I'm, I'm hoping that he turns things around because Teron Johnson is going to be a key part of this game. Because right now, this Kansas City Chiefs team coming to our way, they're starting to find their way. And if you, if you go back and look at what they, what they were able to do up against uh, the Miami Dolphins, 70% of that offense ran through two players, Travis Kelsey and rookie Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice is the real deal. That boy, nice, man. They drafted, I mean, apparently, Pat Mahomes is the one that was like, get that guy right there, Rasheed Rice. That's the guy I want and they're they seem to be now building a nice chemistry with one another. So, we just need to match up. And here's the beautiful thing about this matchup that we're about to face with these Kansas City Chiefs, we match up well against Kansas City. Right? There's certain games that you're like, "Ooh, I don't know if we match well with these guys." Kansas City, we built this team to go up against Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. How do we know that? Because we built it into the freaking trenches. We built listen, the trenches is what is going to. I mean, listen, just go back. What happens? What what's what's happened when we face these guys? Tip ball, right? Get that ball down. AJ was it AJ Vanessa? I picked him, and then what? The year before that, rookie season of Greg Rousseau, he picks right. It's it's all about the trenches, man, and getting the hands up in Mahomes' lanes, so he's not that he's not he's not able to do what he's he's capable of doing. We know the drill. Sidearm he prances around and he's looking for time. Like he is a, what they call him the magician. He's always making time and making space. No different than Josh Allen. Never count out Josh Allen. Never count out Pat Mahomes. So with Pat Mahomes, it's all about discipline. Discipline is what it comes down to. Stay in your lanes. Stay in your, stay stay in your contain. Don't let him bubble out and do what he's got to do because he's, he's that talented. He's that talented. And Travis Kelsey, Everybody's been, oh, Travis Kelsey's falling off. Bro, he has not fallen off. He has not fallen off. He's still that dude. And he proved it just this last game. So this Bills team built for the trenches. We got to get after him. And I know most people will say, yo, I am absolutely done with Von Miller. I'm not done with Von Miller, bro. I, I mean, I, I told you guys last week. I'm not done with Von Miller, man. I still feel that he, there's, there's not one any like the next man up behind von miller is not better than von miller. Let's keep it a buck. And I'm I, I you can talk about fresh legs, we can talk about those things but this is playoff time now. This is where you need your veterans to come out. This is where you need your seasoned guys to come out and do the job. So that, that's what we're going to be looking for into this game. So we we'll see first things first, we got to get healthy. Health is the wealth. That's where we need to, to really show up and uh, when we're, we talk about being banked up, Taylor Rapp was on the injury report. We got to find out what's going on with Taylor Rapp. Gra- Gabe Davis, it's, it's looking like we, we probably could get him this coming week. But, I mean, Coach right now is saying everybody's day-to-day. So that's pretty much telling you we don't know. We don't know yet. But the good thing about it is we didn't hear he's out indefinitely, right? Or this player's out indefinitely. Everything right now on the table is day-to-day. So, if it's day to day, that's you got a 50 50 chance of playing. We got a 50 50 chance of playing. So, Taylor Rapp, we got to figure out what's going on with Taylor Rapp. We got to figure out what's going on with uh, uh, Rasul Douglas. I think Rasul Douglas plays. I think he plays. I think he was ready to play last week. But I think the team was like, yo, we got this. Don't worry. Dane Jackson's there. Kyu Elam, we got depth. And if we're, we should be able to take care of these Pittsburgh Steelers. And if we don't, Shame on us, but we should be able to take care of this Pittsburgh Steelers. We need you for the Kansas City Chiefs. Chill out. We got this. And that's exactly what they did. Took care of business, gave them a week to get better, and we on it. So we'll find out what's going on with, with Gabe Davis. Rasul Douglas, we should be all right. Tyrell Dotson is also day-to-day. We'll see what's going on with Tyrell Dotson. Um, then we've got, obviously, Terrell Bernard that we're waiting for. We're waiting to see word. I, I don't know, man. This one's a tough one. Anytime you get a high ankle sprain to come back in less than seven days and come out and play at a high level and be at your best. That's tough. That's very tough, man. Baylor Spector nursing that, that back injury. Hopefully they, they get him, kind of get him right. Get our depth back in, in order. Um, Sam Martin, our punter, goes down with a hammy. This brother looked like he got shot, man. He just, he rolling. And it looked like somebody just had a, (laughs) somebody was just sitting there sniping, just just camping somewhere. And it said, "Nah, we ain't let we. That's not your business. Your business just punting. No, what you you trying to make an athletic move for?" And my man's hammy got pulled. So hopefully they just massage that thing out, and he'll be good to go. I can't see him missing, missing action and missing time. It's just about keeping that leg warm, keeping it stretched out, and uh, we'll be good to go. And hopefully he doesn't he doesn't become in a position where he has to run anymore (laughs) just punt the ball and just hopefully you'll say you're punting inside the 20 right towards the sideline and we got to worry about it we won't have to worry about it um christian bedford we're gonna look uh, to see what's going on with christian bedford Uh, i got some still shots and some footage to show y'all see how we're cracking with that and uh everything else is day to day everything else is day to day so uh we'll we'll see so we'll see if uh, my man um thought comes through and handles uh handles business and we talk about the injuries but uh how are we feeling? Moving on from this, how are we feeling about the Bills releasing playoff Lenny? <laughs> I mean, listen, we knew a month ago. I mean, when did we bring him on? Like a month and a half ago? Two months? We'll call it two months. We knew two months ago that like him getting on the squad was gonna be was gonna be tough sledding. Because at the time, which was odd that we brought him on because we were like, okay, I guess it's cool that we bring him on because all the rumors, all the rumors were talking about uh, him coming to the Bills and, oh, we're not sure. He's not going to happen. So when we were asking about it, we're like, okay, so, like, is he coming? Is he not? Could finally, they, they bring him on. Okay, what was the point? Because we had Ty Johnson. We had, at the time, Latavius Murray was playing very well. He was our third down back. And, he was, he was doing, excuse me. He was our goal linebacker. Then we had, obviously, James Cook was coming along. So kind of was like, okay, we brought playoff landing. All right, cool. If he plays, he plays. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And then all of a sudden, Ty Johnson was like, bro, you ain't touching this. <laughs> Ty Johnson wanted nothing to do with this guy jumping in there and getting any time. And, uh, and it's looking like it because we can count on Ty Johnson. I've been telling y'all about Ty Johnson for, what, a few weeks now, almost a month. Let this guy get warmed up. He's he's the right complimentary back to James Cook alongside Latavius Murray. So cheers to uh playoff Lenny. Uh Leonard Fournette is uh, has been released. And whether they feel that it's just not necessary, whether they're making room for somebody else on the practice squad. I I listen, I'm not speculating here, but you just never know. Uh Cold City Entertainment says, yo, playoff Lenny uh, is better. What's going on, Damian? Damian Harris is on uh, injured reserve, brother. Da- Damian Harris is on injured reserve. Playoff Lenny is better than Murray. Murray is trash. Come on now, Murray. Murray is thirty-four years of age. Keep that in mind. Murray is thirty-four years of age. So keep that in mind. All right, that's number one. Number two, Murray has been playing pretty well this year. You can't tell me Murray has not been playing well. Let's cut it out. He's been playing extremely well. So, and uh, Leonard Fournette just wasn't. Uh, it wasn't time for him to come through. That's just what it, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Uh, so that being said, that being said, playoff lady's gone. Playoff lady's gone. So in terms of injuries, I mean, I, I'm going to just play the clip because I don't know what's going on with my guy, uh, the thigh doc. Maybe he was on with Z-Bot today. I'm not sure. And maybe he's all exhausted. He's tired. He's a, he's a star. He ain't got the time. He ain't got the room. But it's all good. We're going to keep it rolling no matter what. So Christian Benford. All right, there was. Let me just play this clip here. So I'm only going off by what my man was telling me earlier this week. So if you, if I got to play this little clip here, you guys will be able to see it here. So this is Christian Bedford. So I guess right here is where that knee toe gets stuck in there and tweaks the knee. And that's what has caused him to leave the game. So if you see that. Your your understanding. So let me play that for you guys again. I know it's quick, but there it is. It gets stuck into the turf a little bit, and just can't. You're stuck, man. Once you get once you get the once that turf monster gets you, it it's either minor. You can kind of get your get your knee out, or your knee is dug in there, and that's it. There's nowhere there's nowhere else for it to go. And that that's the unfortunate part. So Christian Bedford has been playing lights out. Christian Bedford is the one that put the hit on Pat Frymouth, I believe it's Frymouth, that popped that ball out with the controversy, which it should have been our football. Popped that thing out. Ball was inbound. Specter jumps on there. It was the AJ Clown Specter. One of those boys jumped on that, inbound, but they weren't about it. They weren't, they weren't, even, they weren't even close to seeing about it. So um, I, could, I could tell you all about it. I'm not the injury expert. The injury expert is my guy, the thigh Doc. So uh, he's on the line with me right now. So, uh, you guys already know what time it is. I got to give that intro in and then we'll get that thing popping and we'll bring in my guy, the Thought Out, because we have questions, he's got the answers. We're going to bring him on in just a moment. Let's go. And gentlemen, my man Five Doc Alice, what's going on, brother? What's up, Rico? How are we doing? I'm doing all right, brother. Did you get out? Did you get on the show with Z Bot today?
1: Uh, no, I didn't. He wanted to do it while I was working.
0: Ah, uh, you're working. You're making yeah. yo, listen. you are you were saving lives, saving lives and making people well, get better and get saving, back onto the road.
1: Saving
2: thighs,
0: saving thighs, baby. You were saving <laughs> thighs. Well, folks, um, my man thaw is, is in the building. Uh, people have been anticipating your, your work. You've been busy on yeah. social media, brother. You've been busy. It's tough to keep up. I'm trying to
1: watch the game. You know, I got a seven year old and uh you know, I'm trying to tweet when I'm at home watching the game and yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot it, yes, yesterday. It
0: is it is a lot, but we this you're the you're the guy that I trust, you're the guy that we trust to get this thing popping. By the way, Ark Oldman says longer intro, please. Come on, man, you guys are cutting it short. We want more thighs, is what they're saying.
1: <laughs> maybe I'll make it maybe I'll make an updated one this uh off season.
0: <laughs> well you gotta you gotta keep the music uh either similar or or something uh oh, that, something the so, same.
1: So, like i said that's my buddy so uh uh he, you know he makes music so uh he's got a couple tracks i can probably throw a, something fresh on
0: ah that's my guy that's my guy so where do we begin can can we uh let me just pull yeah. up my list here uh let's start with uh taylor rap
1: got it okay taylor rap pulled his mm-hmm. calf he pulled his calf on that uh interception calves can take two to four weeks um, he will be two weeks for the KC game. It's definitely possible. The mm. earlier you come back, the earlier and earlier you come back, the easier you can aggravate it. So, um, it's a calculated risk. It's up to the team. I don't know. You know, they all they come in different shapes and sizes. It depends how bad you- he tore it. Uh, if it was bad, it's closer to a month. If it's uh just a little twinge, um, closer to two weeks. So it's cutting it super close though. Uh, it's the playoffs.
0: I'd Play him. Oh, you would? You would definitely play him. I think so. Yeah. Ah. This game,
1: there's because there's this game in particular, we got some issues. So, you know, when the team's down some guys, you got to kind of rush up, rush in some other people. So, as long as he can run sprint, you know, you're taking a a calculated risk, he might re aggravate and then he's probably done. You're right. Um, But, you know, it's uh, 50 50 right now. We'll see how the the injury report goes during the week if he's active.
0: you're right about that one, because it, like you said, if you bring him back too soon, he reaggravates it. Now you've lost longer. Yeah. One of those cal- you're right. Calculated risk is, and do we do we trust enough uh, from <clears throat> Taylor up to come back? I don't know if you saw. I'm sure you saw it. Uh, there was a there was a moment in the game where Micah High kind of kind of came up gimpy. He was limping a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think,
1: I think I, he just got a cleat to the shin though.
0: Okay, so it's just a little bruise. Just a you know I me mean? scrape it off and let's keep it rolling. Okay, for sure. I, I like, yeah we'll take that so we got two healthy guys and i'm i gotta say this man for all the the worry that you had with uh with micah hyde and how serious his injury was him coming back and it takes one stinger that yeah. could be he's been he's been pretty he's staying healthy he's staying pretty active and uh we're lucky to have him back
1: that's damn right um, oh my gosh i I definitely think it's his last season and that's why he's playing through this, but um, you know, he did take two stingers already this year and then yes, he, did. he missed a game and then he missed a couple games. So if he gets another one, that's it for the playoffs, I would assume. Um, but you know, you know, I don't know. They might let's eat. keep the, let's keep the let's good time rolling.
0: Now yeah. Tyrell Dotson. So you notice that we got it. We uh, we've lost some, some linebackers. I mean, even Baylor Spector, we'll get into that a little bit, but uh, I'm more interested with Tyrell Dotson. Does he come back? He gives us the physicality that we need to thump with these boys in the trenches, yeah. what do we gain from him? Do we get something back or is he still going to be nursing some time off? No, I think he's back. So what was it, a stinger? What was it? No, his, was it they, think, right? They're
1: calling it shoulder. Um, so usually, you know, based based on a couple hits he had in the game, he was, he was blasting. So the ones I saw, it was shoulder to shoulder. Um, there was one where someone was tied up and he came in late and he kind of rolled over it um, and like blasted his shoulder into the pile. But I would assume it's an AC joint. AC joints take about nine, 10 days for a me, you know, mile to medium. So for okay. him to miss a game is not surprising, but usually guys don't miss two games. Um, it's definitely a pain tolerance thing. And even if it was like a labral issue, that's like the rim around your socket. Um, usually that comes with like a dislocation. I feel like we would have seen him grabbing his arm and like the trainer coming out and like shaking it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a labrum. I, I think he just like sprained it. Uh, he's getting two weeks off. If they gotta shoot it, shoot it, and he's playing this game. Again, if this is regular season, Rico, maybe three weeks. But it's now's oh. not the time to to let him have the you know luxury of resting a little more. So I would now's expect the time. I'd expect uh, that. that's him back
0: for sure. Okay. I like this. This is this is so far you're giving us good news because somebody was trying to trying to blast you like all he does is give us bad news. Listen, man, don't no. shoot the messenger.
1: <laughs> I tell the truth. Well, I got I got to do a full disclaimer here. I had a knee jerk reaction and I do apologize. So talk about it. When when I'm watching a game live, sometimes I don't tweet much. You know, I'm preoccupied with the family, you know, making wings or something in the kitchen. But like I was into the game, so I'm just laying there kind of like just focused. So when um, Bernard went down, you know, it just looked like he was chasing the play and he leaped for him. And then it, was, it looked like non-contact. And then he laid on his side and grabbed his ankle. And, right. and I'm like, oh, shit, it's Achilles. And then I'm sure I got everyone all riled up. And I apologize for that. But then they came out and then they had him in a cast. An air cast, and I'm like, and then that's when they showed the real replay. You know, I, I do this before it goes to commercial break, so you know.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, of course.
1: I'm I'm living through my feelings, right? So I shouldn't do it, but you know, who cares? I'm like, right. that's
0: what that's what live No,
1: tweeting no is, one, no one's firing me. Okay, so everybody relax. Yeah. So, so I so then I see the replay and that's where his foot gets stuck and it rolled over. So he clearly sprained his ankle, but the, obviously yeah. you would assume that he had a fracture. That's why they put him in an air cast. So I'm like, Oh, never mind. He, he obviously just fractured his ankle, but you know, and,
0: whatever you know and still- I went with that too. I went with your, your fracture. I was like, cause it could have yeah. been, I mean, let me see if I can play that clip for it. And I think the audio can still be played perfect.
1: Yeah. It looks like it snaps right there, but that could just be the gapping of the joint. Cause the ligaments snapped, not the bone. Mm-hmm. Um, so the team must have felt like it was pretty loose and, hey, cast it out. This guy probably cracked his fibula, his distal fibula. So I, to, I, these guys are pros, man. For them to put them in a cast, it's usually a big deal. But then the then there's rumors that, and the x-rays are negative. So it's just a sprain. Um, now that looks like a vicious sprain. Um, there's two ligaments on the side of the ankle. The one you usually roll... It's called the ATFL, and then there's another one directly on the side. It's called the CF, uh, calcaneal fibular ligament. That looks like a calcaneal fibular ligament sprain because the other one, your toe's got to be a little more pointed. That's that's too much like medical jargon. All you need to know, it's a lateral ankle sprain. That is not a high ankle sprain. Um, so laterals usually come back quicker, but that's a vicious one. So,
0: mm, um, so it's not a high ankle sprain. No, it's not. It is not. So, ah, see, this is why we. This is listen. I always tell people, man, that brother don't miss. You no, don't miss. Sometimes. Lateral outside, <laughs> yeah. yes. So yeah. is a la So a high ankle sprain would have been worse than the lateral. Yeah. Or are they just as severe as as one other? No, one no, of those?
1: no, no, no. Guys, come back quicker from lateral ankle sprains. Um, that means a low. So let's call lateral a low ankle sprain. They're, they're synonymous, and then a high ankle <laughs> sprain. Usually, the ankle torques the other way. Um. So think about like you plant and you twist the opposite direction. It doesn't fold over that way. It torques to the inside. Or you could say like the toes torque outside, Um, however you want to like look at it. But anyways, um, guys come back quick from this, but that one looks like, you know, at least two weeks. And the fact that they put them in an air cast is pretty, it means that something happened that was significant. So there's avulsions where the ligament kind of pulls off from where it's attached and and a piece of bone rips off. Mm -hmm. So they can rule that out with the x-ray. But now there is one caveat with the MRI. There is a tendon that runs down the side of your shin and attaches to the bottom of your foot and it kind of overlaps that area. It is called your peroneal tendon. So also known as the fibular tendon. So if that snapped, they would not see that on the x-ray, they would see it on the MRI. So when someone casts an ankle sprain like that on the field, you got to think something weird was up, especially if you had a pain up the shin. So I kind of slept on this, you know what I mean? Tossing a turn at Rico. This is really like – this is actually a great case study. It's like looks like Achilles. Then they come out. They show the replay. He's casted. Okay, it's a fracture. Oh, what? What do you mean the x-ray negative? So what the hell is going on out there? Um, so if they totally just missed and and just went like super conservative with them. And uh, it's just a sprain. I mean, maybe two weeks. Um again, it's vicious looking. could be three, could be four, you know, sometimes that's how they go. But um it bodes really well. I mean, it went from like, I'm worried about this guy coming back starting next season to For sure uh, he if we advance, he maybe be playing next week. so. I don't see it this week, though. Six day turnaround—that um, would be like a miracle. So,
0: okay, um, so just want to temper. Yeah, so just temper those expectations. That he may not play. A good chance.
1: There's a strong there's chance. a it's a strong chance he will not play this week. I would I would actually assume he's not playing, but you never know. So we'll see. Yeah. But,
0: Obviously, and that's the thing, man. You just never know. Everybody, like you said, you always say this, You always say this. Everyone heals differently. Everybody's body's different. So it all depends on how they they deal with it. Now, let's just say he does return. How is he limited? Is it a big matter deal. of, with that type of, like, Is it, it's a matter of cutting, I assume. It's the lateral movements, yes. So back in, and for a linebacker, that's tough,
1: big man.
3: Deal.
0: No, 100%. A big deal. And
1: oh, defense, is, defense is always a little harder than offense, because offense can dictate how they're going to they're going to move and the de- defense has to mirror it. So That's right. Usually with these like ankle sprains stuff like that, even like the, you know, the ACLs, Trey White coming back. Like he's got to mirror someone and cut off of what they're doing as opposed to like, you know, someone showing, you know, me going at you and I know what, how I want to cut at my knee. So
0: Say say absolutely less. Uh yeah. let's talk about Christian Bedford. Got it. Christian Bedford. Uh yeah. I'm going to play the clip here. Hopefully you can help us out here.
1: Yeah, so that's the toe, right there. It's the yep. end of the clip. So the the toe box gets stuck in the turf, and the knee does a little wiggle and wrenching motion.
2: It's hard without a trained it.
1: eye. Like, it's really tough to... It's hard for people... Right there. Right there. Yes. The little wiggle where he starts yep. to turn and his toe's stuck. So he gets, like, a little, like, rotational mm. crunch through his knee. Common with a meniscus. Um, now, all meniscus is common. There's, like, a dozen of them. So... I don't know. Usually he's going to need a week off. It's the playoffs. They could shoot it up. He could play on it. Definitely. He might twist on it again and aggravate it real quick. So he might be on a short leash. I don't know. I would assume he's probably not going to play either. But the couple things bode well for him. They didn't take him out of the uniform. Like, like they didn't with Douglas last week. So right, right. these are, these are things, listen, I'm not, again, I don't, I'm not touching these guys. I'm not talking to them. I'm, I got to read through the tea leaves. So last week example, Gabe Davis, he, he gets a knee sprain. He gets his uniform taken off at halftime. He's in street clothes. Not good. Right. Then you get, and you know, again, with the mechanism and just seeing how his knee buckled up on him, like the next series that I take that all into an account. And then you get someone like Russell Douglas where he gets gets his knee like poked inward and it looks like a knee sprain. But, hey, he's on the sideline with his uniform on still. Like, is he like break glass? You could still throw him out there? Possibly. So, again, um, Benford, I always mix the names up too, Uh, Bernard and Benford. Benford, the cornerback, uh, didn't take his uniform off. So I think that means he's going to be close. Um, but again, those meniscuses are tricky. They can hurt at the time, hard to put weight on, then it swells up on you. It's swelling's the killer. If it's swollen, it's 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 no good. If the swelling can stay down, put a shot in it, and it feels pretty good, he's good, but it's sensitive, another rotational movement, it could get irritated. I would put him at 50-50 right now. Um, and he very well could wake up the next day, and then he's locking up, and he actually has to get his scope. So nice. I don't know.
4: This
0: is this um, is tough, and we're we're getting these little nicked up injuries at the freaking worst time. hundred yeah, yeah, percent. A lot of them, man.
1: a lot of them are like, you know, you could probably probably really would help if you took another week off. But it's like you don't really have that benefit right now. So these are guys walking wounded right now. Um, and I think uh, you know, obviously T dot. Um, you you want to get we'll get into Rasul in a second. I think Rasul is yep. going to come back a week earlier than he should. But he's I think he's going to be playing this week as well. Um, cause he had what I believe is a mild MCL. That's the inside ligament of the knee, um, tweaked it, you know, usually two to four weeks, um, mild ones closer to two. Right. If you're in the regular season, you're giving this guy two games off, but you're just giving him one off in the playoff, which is a risk. Again, it's a little loose. So Damn, that, that doesn't just mean he could resprain the MCL. The knees can give more, which can lead to another ligament blowing like an ACL. For instance, the RG3 thing, he had an LCL injury, came back too quick, his knee buckled, and then he turned his ACL.
0: Yeah. yeah, that was awful. So,
1: yeah,
0: huh? Well, lock. it's loaded, listen, lock and loaded. Um, who Russell else? Douglas, obviously, I mean, we're gonna see that he'll he'll be able he'll probably be able to jump back in. I mean, I think I, so, yeah. I read something that he said that I was gonna come back last correct. week, correct? They, yeah, they, they told me to just chill out, so he should be able to. To get back to it, I mean, Lord knows we need him because uh, Pat Mahomes is going to try to exploit whoever he can, and yeah. uh, they're going to try to take full advantage of us. Uh, let's let's talk about Sam Martin, Sammy Martin, oh, huh. punter was well, yeah. a, a hard one when you when a brother's wanting, he's yeah. running and he and he gimps up and grabs that back leg. It's a wrap, you can't do much, but he was still able to stay in the game and punt. He punched, I can't time, see yeah. him not punting next week. It's it's really risky because um. I think he
1: messed that snap up at the end of the game because his hamstring hurt. So you've got to lunge forward in that kneeling position, and it mm. hurts, and then you lose a little focus, and then the ball was tipped, like, to, like, uh, 10 o'clock on the hold. It wasn't It wasn't north and south. It was tilted to the left. So a little pain here. It's a game of inches. A little pain. Ouch. I uh, lost my focus. Muscles don't fire at the right time, and boom, game over. You I was wondering
0: goal. about that because I'm like, okay, he's in a squat position, so I know his yeah. hamstring. Are screaming at him right now. Correct. So he's like, just, just get through it. I got to hold this this position for thirty seconds, and let's go. But you're in. Maybe, like you said, your muscles kind of give out and make you jerk. Maybe, maybe tilts that ball a little bit, and then obviously Tyler Bash shakes that thing. So, yeah. Yikes. Uh, what are your? I mean, listen. I'm just kind of. I mean, you talked about you know reading the tea leaves. I saw I, that the, the Bills got rid of playoff Lenny off the practice squad.
1: Yeah, that's. I would assume that's for a punter. Now it would
0: be a good option.
1: Because the guy's been really good for us and the yes, hamstrings, not going to, it's a punter, so it's not like it's your wide receiver. Right. You know, two weeks, he's going to be in really good shape um, to punt. This week, it's going to be super vulnerable. And again, it's not like he can, he's not like he's going to go out there and look like he's limping next week, but if he's got to run to try to tackle someone, it's going to, he's going to blow it again. One week's not enough. Two weeks minimum. So, um, I can see him putting a practice squad guy for punter, and let's go. You just got to call him up for one game. Um, I think that's the play that's going to happen, but we'll see. They're also need some depth at linebacker, so
0: yes, they know. do. Uh, what yeah. are your thoughts on uh, on uh, potential signing of Mr. Matarazza? Do you like that uh, idea? I think that would be around.
1: That would be life coming full circle, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Um, yeah, it would. I think it'd be kind of a good story. Now I don't you know, I don't wanna get debating. I don't think it was a great situation he was in with the course thing. Not. I, I get he I I got a good feeling that he wasn't in on the uh the, the, the rough stuff, but um I don't think he was a total angel that whole night. So um
0: yeah, I get it. I, I get yeah, it. okay, but we don't,
1: we don't have to go there right now. But yeah. I think it's um I think it would be okay to sign
0: him at this point because again, got... I'm with it as well. Yeah. Full circle. And listen, doesn't everybody love a second chance? Sure, do. don't we all like second chances, right? Yes, second chance. I love second chance uh, on that test that you failed potentially. I mean, everybody likes another opportunity. So, uh, if he's given an opportunity and they open that practice squad spot for him, there would be and something. uh, maybe he comes back and it's a redemption story. You just never know these days. Um, but. Playoff lady has gone. It opens up a practice squad position. We are lacking at the linebacker spot. So all depending on how things go, coach talked about it being day to day. So we have a day to day on everybody. So uh, yeah. I'm I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged, but uh, I'm not sure. Teron Johnson. Last but not least, yeah. Teron Johnson. The the concussion. It wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't. Nobody really talked about it too much. We just knew that he was out and Cam Loose was in. It, yeah, it um, happened late. Yeah. Yeah. So are we? uh these concussions are different. They're weird. Especially if you're one that has had multiple concussions in your career. Uh, this is not number one for him. I no. think this is number two or three.
2: Uh,
0: what are I think the chances did, that they sit it, him out this
1: game? Um, It's a great. Yeah. Oh, it's possible. Buddy. Okay. So he he's come uh, back. He's come back from all his concussions in less than a week. He passes the through the protocol. He has. The only problem is it's the second one this year and – he these don't look like little ding. I mean, I'm gonna after this call, I, I gotta put my kid to bed. I sure. got one I got the clip already lined up. He took a blindside block. Now I think he took two. I went back to look at the film. I thought ingold was the one who crushed him, and I'm pretty sure he was. And then I'm I'm rewatching the film and it's Crawcraft who who blindsided him just to hit him right in the side of the temple, just same side as he had hit Mm. got hit on the pittsburgh game and he flopped and they never took him out and i was like damn he got blasted i remember telling my wife i'm like i'm pretty sure i was like "Ingle blasted him so i think he took two blindside shots last week to the temple then he goes and gets he gets the uh the dinger into the side of the temple against pittsburgh and he flopped and he didn't just like it didn't look pretty i got the clip i I don't know if you've seen it oh my god is it on your twitter no, I'm going to do it. I got to do it later because I just okay. ran out of time today. But um, he like gets hit and he's like stumbling. It looks like um, looks like a scene out of like a zombie movie where the zombie gets shot, like the arm's dangling. He's like tilting to the side and he's Damn, just okay. like stumbling and then okay. face plants. Oh, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. But then he gets up and he runs to the locker room. So he must be able to bounce back quick, but he's getting like... He's getting his shell shock pretty good. He, uh, yeah. he he flopped down pretty bad when he took the concussion on that, when Rap kind of hurt his neck against the Jets. Remember Rap and him kind of hit heads late yeah. in the game. 100%, 100%, Rap, 100%. Rap like walked it off and then collapsed. Teron like flopped awkwardly backwards. Like it was just, it was kind of like scary looking.
0: So it's a, it's a bang, bang game, man. It's a bang, bang. I mean, just even watching uh Joey Porter Jr. Right. Yeah on the back of the back of the neck it didn't look like he was vicious but enough of that you could jolt your neck and the brain shakes pfft, yeah you're done for sure and
1: I, I, I don't think that one was dirty a lot of people are uh blasting mcgovern for that D- Diggs looked like he was fighting for some yards and he came up from behind to kind of pop him yeah. off him and you know guys it, 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 it was unnecessary,
0: second. in my opinion i thought it was unnecessary it's like well i'm like and when i saw it i was like what are you doing like what was the point of that but
1: Eh, push and pushing forward bang, bang was it? it was wasn't it right near the first down marker like around
0: know. that time it was around that so it, yeah, either way so... i mean that's that's the name of the game it's football uh yeah. before you do cuz i know you want to go put your little man down so what would you say is, you were the most concerned about uh and out of the of all our injuries and the players that are in these injuries positions what like concerns you the most like
1: who's going to hurt us if Correct. they have to sit that's right it's it's taran and it's uh uh bernard yeah but Benford's been playing great. I mean, they all, it, it really sucks. They it all three of them. They're not household names, quote unquote, but they're playing phenomenal football. And some of their advanced analytics are off the charts, especially Benford, the corner. That's right. Um, that's a tough one to swallow. But Rasul comes back. I mean, I could, I could stomach that, um, but no one really can replace um, Bernard. Bernard. know what i'm saying
0: that's a tough one man we lost and that's the crazy thing because we lost matt milano thinking oh we're doomed and then bernard was a pleasant surprise correct so we're encouraged for the the following year but uh and then
1: you got kelsey coming it's just a matchup it's someone's got to figure out how to match they're gonna have to put poyer on them i don't know what else they're gonna do oh boy the linebackers aren't gonna be able to keep up with them
0: in Um, in the in the words of the the wonderful carl jones next man up but is that next man up ready doesn't mean
1: doesn't doesn't mean we're not winning. I think we're winning. I I feel like a little ride of faith this year.
0: All right. And, um, if you feel good, if the doc unless, feels good, then I feel unless
1: good. This, unless unless this the script's out, because you know, um, call me crazy, but I think uh, Taylor Swift started dating uh, Kelsey when he signed that Pfizer deal. I don't know what's going on there.
0: All right, there you go. You're trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I
3: love it. Well, Listen, man. If
0: if listen if he, if Kelsey's gonna bring his firepower. Then yeah. Josh is gonna have to bring his firepower. Oh yeah, Can I mean? like her more. Honestly, oh, I hope go.
1: I hope Swift comes and
0: I hope people pelt
1: that uh boxer with some bunch of snowballs. Are, are
0: you a Swifty? Uh
1: you know, I was in two thousand fourteen with Shake It Off.
0: And then what happened?
1: Her music sucks since then. Oh, there you go. <laughs> she sold out. She sold out for the like the little little pop girls. There you go. <laughs> She's like half a right.
0: now. All right. Listen, man, I appreciate you, and uh, I know you got to put the little man down, so I appreciate you, man. And uh, we'll definitely uh, have to link up later on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my guy, the Thigh Doc, and we'll catch you guys on the flip side, man. See you later, Go man. Bills. I'm seeing you next week. Don't you yes, worry, sir, guys. Buddy. yes, sir. That's my guy, the Thigh Doc. I'm so glad that he's he's given us uh, some insight. By the way, give us a smash that like for Alex, the Thigh Doc, because he's been such an integral part of the show because these games happen, these injuries happen. And now we're waiting for reading articles and so on and so forth. And he's giving us just from the eyeball and obviously his rash of experience, he's able to give us the goods, man. So listen, gem, he's a gem. And uh, we hope that he keeps that music and uh, we don't want, we don't want to change too much. Cause you know how people don't like change. So he comes up with a new theme music. You're like, no, 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 go back to the old one. You know, that's how it goes. But uh, without further ado, folks, we got another guest coming on, my man Carl Jones, but before we always get to Carl Jones, we gotta talk about these 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 wagers that you can be putting on. what you guys been doing? have you guys are you guys making money? Are you guys making money when you guys are picking anybody on the bills? Well, if you guys are all over the underdog pickums, you guys should be making a whole lot of cash. I know my man Pierre is. We'll be right back after this message. We're gonna jump into my man Carl Jones, and we're gonna talk some football.
2: But let's talk about these underdog pickups, though. Let's talk about- Underdog fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. In the pick'em game, you can pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in that week's game for a chance to win big. And as you already know, I'm going Josh Allen higher in yards every single week. So sign up today with promo code Buffalo Fanatics and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with promo code Buffalo Fanatics to get your first deposit doubled up to
0: $100. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with my man, the local legend himself. <laughs> What what's happening, bro?
4: I ain't nobody, man. I'm all good, though. How about you? I'm doing
0: all right, man. Listen, I, I figured I, I would... I got to try to get some intro music for you so I can get you, you know me, I mean, you in. So the reason I asked that question, so then I'm like, hold on. If I were to put some intro music for him, what would it be? So if I were to ask you right now, if you popped into your phone and you went to your Apple Apple Music, what's the last song you listened to? The last song? The last song I, you listened to, that would probably be your intro music. The, probably uh, Lopper
4: nah i was just listening to some drake uh it was him and jay-z pound cake i was just listening all right listen
0: yeah all right that's a a good track that's a good track now now. (laughs) carl jones in the building what's happening man listen what a week that was in the playoffs first of all before we even get to the bills uh what game had your attention and had you kind of either excited to watch this game or kind of like what the hell just happened what stood out to you most this weekend
4: yeah prefaces for everyone at home obviously I'm from Cleveland so uh the Browns game have I yeah had my yeah I was hurting a little bit but I say all that to say though um the game that had my attention the most was probably that Lions Rams game obviously with the golf and Stafford um storyline but then also my boyfriend that uh, my running mate back there at Syracuse, Fatu Melafanu. Melafanu, um,
0: I wanted them to draft that
4: brother yeah. so bad. Yeah, they, yeah, he was he that man. Go on. Yeah, so he doing his thing for the Lions now. So I'm just really, I was really stoked that he had the opportunity to be at something, some something so historic with that franchise and that city for that matter. You know, yep. not making it to that point in I think '92 or '93 back in the Barry Sanders days. So. I was locked in. I'm literally texting. Obviously, he can't reply. He he playing on the field, but I'm texting him play by play like, hey, bro, get fix your alignment, do all this, do that, like like fix it, all that good type of stuff. So like, for yeah. him to come through and be a part of that storyline was outside of the Bills game was the, the, the most fun I had for sure.
0: I'd you, Listen, man, the NFL scriptwriters, bro, they got it right. They got it right, boy. They got Matthew Stafford going up with Jared Goff. You had CJ Stroud going up against the Cleveland Browns. And it could, it should have been Deshaun Watson. That would have been something else. Uh, obviously, the only storyline that didn't work out the greatest was the Pittsburgh Steelers and Buffalo, but you can still tie it in that uh, Coach Tomlin and Coach McDermott went to William and Mary, and they were, I mean, there's so many of them that could have played out. Tyreek Hill going back to KC. Like, they couldn't have written this the best. The NFL absolutely won this weekend. Uh, but, uh, to me, I'm gonna I'm tell you, man, I was actually very interested in seeing what cj shot was going to do against cleveland if, if cleveland was the real deal if that defense was as real as they saw it said they were then they're gonna they're just gonna take care of uh, houston houston is legit that team is absolutely legit man they're gonna be a problem for the ravens i don't know if ravens ravens better i'm just saying right now man don't sleep on these damn houston texas man they might come in and and shock the world but hey we got bigger we got bigger things to worry about than other other guys uh Finding out what's going on. Uh hold on. He said Rico asked how his head is feeling. Oh, wait. <laughs> anyway, let me let me keep it. Let me keep rolling. So this past game, man, Watching this game against these Pittsburgh Steelers, these Pittsburgh Steelers just didn't, didn't want to die. They didn't want to die. <laughs> as much as you want to say like the Bills were up 21-0, did it feel to you as though, all right, the Bills got this in hand and we ain't gotta worry about it? Or was there was there a reason for you to kind of say, wait, this game is not over yet now?
4: Let's let's hold on. That's the type of ball that the Steelers play, though. They kind of play that, hey, we're going to muddy it up, dirty it up, drag you into the deep end and see how well you can swim type of game. Like That's that's who they've been for as, quite frankly since towards the tail of uh, tail end of Big Ben's career where they started to, you know, the offense wasn't as great, so they really had to grind their way. And I don't want to say luck, but like they have a couple bouncers go their way to victories, right? Um, and that, that, that's kind of how it felt in that Bills game. You clearly felt Throughout that first quarter, there was a severe talent deficiency between the two teams. Like this one team just clearly was more equipped to play playoff football. Um, that was really noticeable in the Dawson Kincaid uh, touchdown up the middle oh, yeah. where you see linebackers all the time carry that route. But unfortunately, Miles Jack, at this point in his career, just isn't capable of doing so. No, sir. Um, so it, you kind of felt it like yes. I think the game was in. in in doubt? No, not really. I'm sure the betters at home were probably more scared than anything else because the spread was ten and a half points, so they were probably scared at that point. But as a result itself, nah, I never really felt that. That's just kind of bothered the Steelers play.
0: I guess so. I mean, maybe. And I was talking about it earlier because, like, sometimes because I've been a fan for so long, and we've we've I've I know what these guys have gone through. Where it looks promising, and then they falter at the end. It's been like that for years. So. Part of that is still ingrained in me, like, yo, are we going to let this, this thing crumble away? And it, and it felt that way. But listen, when you got Josh Allen, yo, you closed the game out, and that's the way it is, man. And uh, let's get right into Josh Allen, man. Josh Allen, he chose this game to come out and play. And uh, he put it on display against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers ain't no scrubs now, but they were missing a big piece in T.J. Watt. Uh, so he was able to do the things that he was able to do, four touchdowns, 20 yards, all that great stuff. Um, and I I made the topic, the the qu- the question or my my question in the topic in the title, does Josh Allen and the Bills have enough left in the tank? And I bring this up for a reason, right? Because sometimes uh there's a term called blow your load. Sometimes people <laughs> blow their load way too soon. And then when it comes to round two, when your girl say, Yo, round two, bruh, and you're like, No, nah, I'm talking about. Tap tap, you know what I'm saying? So I, I I don't want it to be the case, and I don't feel it to be the case, but sometimes you have such a great performance, you gotta follow up three times, three more times. And I guess my question to you is: does he have it in him? Does Josh have it in him to give you three more strong rounds to freaking finish this whole off, this whole thing off and win the
4: damn Super Bowl? 17. I have no issues with. I think 17 is one of those ones. Um if however you feel about the best quarterback best players in the game that's a hilarious comment right there uh shout out Jeff King for that but um he's one of those ones he's special whatever superlative you want to attach to his name I think he's highly capable of doing so um are the do they have enough bodies on the other side of the ball to get it done that's a better question but 17 um he's one of those ones man he's very special um i he didn't look like he was wearing down. I'll tell you that. That boy looked hell like no. he was getting stronger as the game was going <laughs> on. Um, and very difficult um elements. Thank God I wasn't there last week. I will unfortunately be there this week. Um, not unfortunate, but my body is going to be a little unfortunate to be there. But regardless, um, it, really it, that for him, cool. yeah, yeah. So for him to to ball like that and that and those elements say a lot. And I don't think this is a a one pump chump from Josh. I think he'll be fine.
0: I listen and i was just saying earlier that what i noticed from josh is there's there's a sense of calmness there's a sense of like i've been here before i know these feelings i know all these young guys on the squad some of you guys may not know but i've been here and i know the feeling sucks when we don't take care of business so i feel there's a level of of uh uh confidence going into this matchup against the kansas city Chiefs. but like you said the other side of the ball is where we're like all right man what's, what's going on man These rash of injuries. I mean, you heard the thought doc talk about all these guys that are banged up and how can we get them back in? And and I don't know, man. Teron Johnson with a concussion. You got less than a week to try to get back. That's in question. Terrell Bernard with the not a high ankle sprain, but it was like a low, pretty much a low ankle sprain, but a very severe one. Uh, So that's what we're looking at. Maybe he doesn't go in. Terrell Bernard might be out. Then you got Baylor Spector with a back injury. Then you got Rasul Douglas that is most likely going to play, but is he 100%? Bro, we are banged up. We are banged up. But the real question is do the Kansas City Chiefs have enough where we can still manage it? Are they as potent as they used to? Are you like you follow the league, you see what's going on? Rasheed Rice, dog. Travis Kelsey, dog. Pacheco, I mean, he's all right. I like Pacheco. He's a good bag. I, I like his style of run play, it annoys me. But he does the, he gets the job done. He gets the job done. And then you got Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. Like, they're coming home to Buffalo. Are we confident? Is is the, does the team feel confident? Does it feel like there's, am I, am I getting my right feelings in there? Or what, how do you, how are you seeing things and feeling things out there?
4: Yeah. I think the team's extremely confident. I mean, and I think, I think that I don't want to say anxious is the right word, but I think they're ready for the situation, especially now that it's at home. I know that Oliver asked after the game, talked about how, uh, yeah, we won't talk about Cleveland right now, man. We will, we'll talk about them boys current draft season right now. Put them boys on ice, but, uh, uh, but we talked about Ed Oliver, how he did a good job of saying like, look, Arrowhead used to be like, I feel like it was my home stadium. We played there so often. So the fact that they were able to come back to the crib this year, the guys are excited about it from what I can tell from yesterday. Um, Sean McDermott told us today that he was preparing for the Chiefs on Sunday. So like as soon as they had the results come in, they were like, all right, like, look, like I don't want to spend too much time on the Chiefs, but I do want to get a little look ahead. So I think they're, they're ready. They're prepared. And like I've always told you, and I'll say this to anybody else. Those guys in the locker room don't make it to that level without being a little bit delusional, and and I mean that in the mo- in the most polite way possible. Like you have to have a level of confidence and a level of arrogance to always feel as if no matter who's out there, you're go- you're supposed to be the best of your craft, and that's what makes those guys the peak of the peak and the best of the best. Is the fact that no matter who's across from them, no matter who's next to them, they always feel like they can win and get the job done. So it don't matter if it's AJ Klein next to. Tyrell Dodson doesn't matter if it's Matt Milano, like those guys are still going to feel very comfortable. Um, that they can bring home a win for bills. Mafia,
0: man, I'll tell you watching that game and watching the guys go down, but watching us perform, uh, and, and just, and just kind of ice the game and take care of business. It was really nice to see Josh Allen. We could talk about Josh Allen all day, but we like to talk about winners and losers here. And, uh, Let's just say Josh Allen, we both know Josh Allen's a winner, right? He he just does what he does. He's He is them ones. He's one of one. You know what I'm saying? He's one of one. Ain't nobody like him. But if you're going to choose another winner in this Bills matchup, who are we talking about?
4: Who's a winner from for you? From, from the Steelers game? That's right. We talking about the – I, I got to start with the dude. I, above Josh Allen, I'm going to go to the dude who had to cancel his uh, – Vacation plans. Shout out Talk to AJ to me Klein, AJ hey. Klein for what he did. I think really should get his he should get as many flowers and as much love for for that performance right there. um Football isn't an easy sport to just pick up and just say, hey, like I want to go hit somebody in the face in 15 degree weather and feel cool about it. Like you got to be a little off in the head to want to do that. Like you already got to be off in the head to do that. Facts. You would in 10 degree weather to do it when you've been on the couch for about a month and a half. Tell your wife, tell your kids, hey, I know we booked our flights. We booked all that good type of stuff. You've been looking forward to that 80 degree weather. I'm sorry, sweetheart. I got to go collect this playoff check really fast. It's a good chance that I won't play, but I'm going to do a good job getting the guys prepared to play. Like, that's what, babe, I love you, but this playoff check is pretty good. Don't be mad at me. All right. No cool. doubt about it. Well, that was his whole mindset. My boy was doing a scout team, getting the guys ready to play, and then boom, thrusting the action because of the guys ahead of him going uh, falling down. Leads the team in tackles and Ooh. and ends Ooh. up, I don't want to say saving the day because I don't once again I don't think the game was ever really in doubt, but fills in admirably, plays actually really well. I mean, the the stop he had in the fourth quarter was really good. Like he played yeah. really, really well, considering all the circumstances. So obviously Josh Allen deserves all the headlines because he's the quarterback and he played great. But what AJ Klein did coming from literally the couch one second away from Key West to being in Orchard Park balling on national television man he deserves so many flowers for that. He
0: absolutely deserves so many flowers. And uh I'm going to say this, I'm gonna, I'm going to talk about another winner. And uh let me let me jump into to to set this up because I've been I've been very critical of this the of this individual, especially when this individual jumped into the game. I was like, "Oh hell no." And <laughs> that is Kaiur Elam. Kaiur Elam jumped into the game Right off the bat, I was like, golly, man, what are we doing, man? Now he's in the game, and I hate that I have to say it that way. But it's just that i have he's given us so much where we're like, not again, not again, not again. But he's also made some plays where you're like, okay, there's potential with this guy. And Kiyo Elam had an egregious pass interference. I've never seen such a terrible pass interference. I mean, there's masking a pass interference, and then there's blatantly yanking the guy in the back of the jersey like nah you ain't you ain't about to burn me on my first that's my first rep i'm not gonna get burned for a touchdown i'm holding your ass and he absolutely made up for it because that actually helped him out and uh i'm actually gonna go to your twitter feed and share this because the play was absolutely on the money because and i I, i'd love for you to kind of break it down once i once i break once i kind of play this clip because i think it's uh it's integral that People see what we're talking about here. So let me just open this up real quick and, and set this up. So this Kyrie Elam on what we they're on the what the three yard line, three right. yard line, and Mason Rudolph. I can, I don't know if you can you see that you can see that properly. Yeah, I can
4: see everything. Yeah, there you go. So set this up. So as a defensive back, um, think of the end zone as a cliff. You really don't want to fall into the end zone, you don't really want to um back up too much because. At that point, the receiver can just turn around right, and just box you out and score a touchdown. So you're always taught to be physical and to force, if they do get past you, to force everything to go over your head and force a quarterback to be perfect. So in this scenario, Ky- Kyrie Elam's at the top of the screen. And you can just run the clip. He's daring uh, Mason Rudolph to throw a, a, a fade ball to the back corner. And if he hits that, so be it. You're a great quarterback, even better receiver. But I'm underneath because – that's how it's supposed to like, that's how it is. It's much easier to throw to throw that comeback than it is in the back pylon. And he feels that undercuts it and says, thank you very much for the stat. And I appreciate that.
0: Golly. And it looked like he just fell right into his belly, like right into his arms. Like he just mm-hmm. cut it off. Now, is that a lazy route from Deontay Johnson or is that just great coverage? I, I mean,
4: Lula? I always say this and people get mad great receiver like a perfect ball and a perfect route beats good defense every day of the week so like most interceptions are because of bad offense and bad and and, and not sound offense but the good DBs take advantage of your mistakes and that's what happens here is you don't run a great route i'm going to take advantage of the fact that you were lazy here you didn't run a, uh then break it off as quickly or as sharp as it could have been so i mean if everyone threw 10 out of 10 balls there would be no interception. so a little bit of that but you really really Sound on Kyrie to take advantage of someone else's mistake.
0: Listen, man, good job on Kyrie Ely, man. Because I mean, really, you don't want him inside. So you can already tell he broke. He already he's, okay. He knows. Okay, he ain't. He he's watching for that that slant in or that that coming in, and he's he's on it. But then he's like, oh, he's breaking down. There's only one route he's running. I got to turn around and cut off and take that. Boom. Give it to him. Because it's a
4: much hard like I'm 6'3. I'm 6'2, however tall he is. If you want to throw it over my head, you better be perfect. Cause you're that's what the ball you're gonna have to throw. But you don't have to be perfect to throw this underneath route. You got a lot of margin for error. So let me make sure I err on that side, and that's what happens here.
0: Oh man, yo, he he absolutely nailed that. You gotta give it to Kyrie, man. Cause I I was not expecting Kyrie to to do that. I don't and I listen, when you look at even even Taron Johnson was like, turt. Do we get that turnover? All right. Um, let me just point this way and make sure that we got this. He Even he wasn't even sure. I, and I kid you not, if you go watch that, you can see it for yourself. But shout out to the the defense for just stepping up, man. We've been talking about next man up, bro. These guys have been knocking it out with this next man up business, man. So listen, shout out to the Bills. Shout out to everybody kind of holding it down and making sure that we got everything proper. Listen, this, th- this thing is rolling, man. We're rolling. We're doing what we're supposed to do. Go Bills Mafia, let's get this thing cracking. So, uh, winners for me obviously is Kyler Elam, and and how he was able to go up against adversity because yo they're about to cook his ass. They were definitely about to cook his ass. I knew I was because the first thing I tweeted was yo get this bum off the mother effing field. The very next play, this guy comes off with an interception. I'm like nope, never mind, never mind, never mind. Good job, good job, good job. And that's where you get yourself in trouble when you're live tweeting because you just tweet what you feel at the time. So uh, at that point. We'll keep it the way it is, man. So my my man Kyrie Elam is is the winner for me in this. My man uh, Carl Jones right now is is frozen, so I'm gonna take him off the screen. And when he's ready to come back, he'll come back and meet us. But winners and losers, man. Kyrie Elam was absolutely a winner for me, and uh, and he played well. He was not a liability like all game long. He wasn't a liability. He did well. So these are the type of games that you want uh, from someone like Kyrie Elam, right? You had your mistakes, you've, you've had your L's, he's heard it all, and you feel for a guy like that because when you hear all the negative chatter and the articles being written about you and you've got guys like myself and others saying, oh, man, this guy's not the answer, what a bust, that could wear a lot of people thin. Or you can fight back and do what you need to do and get back in the good graces of your teammates, get back in the good graces of Bill's Mafia, and that's exactly what he did. So shout out to Kiyu Elam, man. I got to give him some love, man. He deserves that. That's that. That's legit. Uh, how about we talk about losers in this one? Well, there's no specific loser in this situation. I think the losers in this are Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia are losers in this and why they're losers in this. Welcome back, buddy. Uh, Bills Mafia, we're talking about uh, losers. And I, I talked about Kiyu Elam being a winner. Is there something that stands out to you in terms of losers? um I'll, I'll start with this one and i think this is i think you and i will both agree with this these injuries man we we become losers in this situation because of the injuries that we we're sustaining we're getting a lot of guys that are getting knocked out um or banged up close to a big time matchup with the kansas city chiefs and you hate to see it you want to be a 100 strength so you can have a great matchup but when you're down some key players and key contributors to this defense it makes things tough so Balen Spector, Christian Bentford, uh Taylor Rapp, Rasul Douglas, Gabe Davis, uh, Terrell Bernard. Like, I could keep going, man. Sam Martin, like, we're banged up, bro. We're banged up. So to me, I think we can both agree that these injuries are killing us and uh or killing the bills, I should say. And uh, we just gotta find a way to get that next man up and get McDermott to prepare these boys. And McDermott is doing a hell of a job. So you gotta give it, you gotta give him credit. So losers for me, and I think for both of us, I can speak. These injuries, they're killing us. Uh, let's go back to the winners' side. Who you got for the winners?
4: My by the way, I unplug my Wi-Fi because when I get so excited talking about defensive backs, I get a little anxious. You get so you I get up.
0: I see that. You're like it's your face it. was like this. And I was like, Oh, my brother frozen, so he'll be. <laughs> yeah, back. so
4: I accidentally kicked the, the router out the wall. My bad. Yeah, I talk there about my know. DBs. I, I get a, I get a little happy. Um, another winner for me. Uh, let's go with the offensive line. I thought that all week long people talked about how. Um, the physical aspect of the Steelers, right? You play in that Steel City, that AFC North type of ball club. Everyone's like, that's the first thing you speak of. Like, oh my gosh, are you going to match the Steelers' physicality? Yes. And, I, and you know what? Let me make this both sides of the ball. I'm going to say the trenches. And I think that the trenches on both sides of the ball really took the fight, uh, to Pittsburgh. Obviously, there were moments where Najee Harris had a couple runs. So with Jalen Warren, were the times where Josh Allen, did he get sacked? Uh, yeah, he did. But you know what? For for majority of that game, They controlled that remember the the long drive i believe in the third quarter um maybe fourth quarter everything's a blur right now with all these dang wild card games but Mm -hmm. the offensive line took it to the steelers and they really you couldn't tell me before the game what was the narrative about who was the more physical team and i thought they imposed their will i don't know other bills teams in previous iterations played the same way in that moment where you have concerns about if they could win a game up front. And we've yeah. seen that several times this year. Obviously the Cowboys game is the best example of that where obviously Josh played great. It's not like they needed to do that, but they showed you different flavors of how they can win a game. And the trenches on both sides stood up and said, we here too.
0: There you go. I, I can, I'm with you on that one. I think I, I I'm actually going to agree with that. Uh I'm, try, I'm trying to think of like what stood out for me uh in terms of winners. I mean, the physicality is one thing that I was talking about all week. I was like, we need to be physical because this, this Pittsburgh defense is going to bring it. That offensive line is going to bring it. They're going to try to punch us in the face. We just got to counter that and be the physical team. And that we were. Uh, I mean, I think we could talk about Khalil Shakir, winner, winner Khalil Shakir. Uh, what a, what a. First of all, catching the, the catch is one thing. All right, you catch that ball. It's a it's a routine pitching catch, but. What I love about Shakir is there's no catch and go down like the Sammy Watkins syndrome. Sammy Watkins was the absolute king of i mean li- like two years after like i mean once he one year into his into the his career, he wasn't about going down. he was about the next next yard. two years in he was about the next yard then he started getting injured, then he was like, "I'm going down and it used to piss me off. It was kind of the CJ Spiller effect. C.J. Spiller would <laughs> never want to get contact, he'd go right out of bounds. It used to piss me off. And people always say CJ Spiller is one of the great ones. No, he wasn't. He had one great season. And then he became soft and he started running out of bounds. I that's not the type of back that I want. And when I see Khalil Shakir, he's about the next yard, he's like a golden tape. Where I'm not, you know, I'm not just gonna catch the football and just go down. I'm looking for more. And this was the prime example of looking for more. My man. Even I had people at my work were like, yo, this guy, I don't know how he was able to do it. He pure Reddit. He just had, he was on his foot, turned back around. Like, listen, man, physics. Physics, want to, grit. You're trying to make a play. And my man made it an absolute play. And not only did he just stay on his feet, he snatched somebody's ankles. I think his ankles is still, he's still got the ankles in the in his backpack. He took number 38's ankles. He gave him the one-two, back outside again, into the end zone, Bro. You can't go wrong with the way Khalil Shakir made that thing happen. That, that's going out there, what do we call coaches say, being a football player? That's going out there and making it happen? Well, that's exactly what Khalil Shakir did. Winner on that route alone to kind of put the dagger in the Pittsburgh Steelers. My guy, Khalil Shakir, baller. And, and right now, he's building a case. In my opinion, he's building a case right this second because he's going to have a monster third year. He's gonna have a monster third year in this offense if Joe Brady is retained as the man. So that's my guy, Khalil Uh, Do you have another winner, or do you want to go to the loser side?
4: In uh, a win like that, you want to give someone else some love, Greg Russo. After the quick film I watched today, I haven't. I'm not gonna. Uh, I haven't watched everything deep enough to where I give any grand um, proclamations or anything. But I thought Greg Russo was stout in the run game. I obviously, had the one sack that was nice on the rookie, yes, Roger Drummond. But in a game once again where you needed. Um, your trenches to be physical and match the Steelers' mo. Greg Rousseau early on made his presence felt and said, "If y'all want to run my way, think twice, Bucko." Uh, and I, I thought that he he set the tone, and um, the rest of the, the Bills followed that. And I and I
0: like that because that's part of your good. I know that's part of it. So I was I was kind of reading what you were off go going off of. That sack felt so easy. Yeah, it was it was routine. It was like I don't I think he surprised himself. He just kind of gave him a shot. Get get out the way and just I'm here. I was I was actually surprised that he got that. And I was surprised that we didn't get more sacks on Mason Rudolph. Um, but Mason Rudolph, I mean, he's a six-year, six, year, what is he, five-year, six-year vet? He came in the same time Josh Allen came through. So, I mean, he's he's had time to sit behind some quarterbacks, but Mitch Trubisky, can he pick it? You you know, you telling me that he was not able to beat those guys out? Yeah, waited till till the end of the season to 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 give him an opportunity to play. Yo, he he played extremely well uh for for a guy that is the third string quarterback, so uh, shout out to, to Mason Rudolph. I got to give him a little love, but uh, I like that. I like that fact you went Greg Rousseau. Um, I mean, we talked about the good. I mean, Khalil Shakir, Josh Allen. Uh, you know what I did like? I really absolutely liked the fact that Joe Brady was able to pretty much get everybody involved, and he and most importantly, he got Stefan Diggs involved. So Stefan Diggs, seven receptions over fifty yards. Not your typical yardage that you want, but he's also get, but he's getting the targets. So the targets is important because they're looking his way. When you're getting three targets, four targets, not enough. To me, in my opinion, Stephon Diggs deserves at least 10 targets. How you get him those 10 targets, that's Joe Brady, that's Josh Allen. Y'all got to make it happen. But for me, give love to the receiving core. Give love to Joe Brady on how he's able to spread the rock and spread the love. Kincaid down the seam. Great call. Great scheme call. Great read by Josh. Miles Jack,
4: bro, what are you doing? You got to be better. You got to be better than that. You got to be better than that, my man. Unhitch the trailer, Un- Hey, a unhitch the trailer, my boy. Let's go. Open yeah, Let's man, unhitch the trailer
0: for real. Like, what do you? I, when replay, I was watching the replays, like he did not just let him just run by him like that. stuck feet stuck in the mud. I was like, all right, bet. But sometimes I feel like these some of these guys just don't they underestimate some of these receivers that that come all, on board. Right? You see a tight end, you are like, oh no no, he ain't gonna do that. And then King, he don't he just forgot that Kincaid is that dude. Kincaid is that dude. So shout out to the receiving core. Shout out to Joe Brady. Getting these guys prepped up, ready, schemed up, and schemed open, both tight ends score in this game. You got to give it to them. So, shout out to the tight end group, shout out to the receiving court, and most important, shout out to Joe Brady that got this the scheme and the game plan ready to go. Uh, any any other good that you want to go before we go to the bat?
4: Uh well, we talked about trenches, AJ yeah, Klein. Sure. Um, you gave love to some Kair, yes, Khalil. I, I think that I think that's that, that fits we everybody. Good? We good. Yeah.
0: All right, man. Let's move on to the bad. Anything stand out to you?
4: Ah man. Um I I'm a cop out on the bad for the first one and probably say the injuries just based cool. off the fact that they're all in the same room, which sucks. Like <laughs> like it's one thing if it's a DN, a backer, I a know corner, it. then a safety, then you like no, it's literally the entire I'm not going to say the teeth because you do have your D tackles and your safeties are relatively healthy, but your backers, every single last one of them tearing. And then the corners, like literally the middle of your defense, like the second level of your defense, all of them, they all yep. hurting. And that's not good, especially going up against the chiefs teams that plays a lot of intermediate stuff. Like they're not really the home run hitters they used to be in the past, obviously because of the fact that their tackles aren't as great. So they really don't have much time to protect as long. And then also they don't have the weapons on the outside to really beat teams as much unless it's a schematic thing. Right. So, that's where Rasheed Rice and and Travis Kelsey come into play because they are the middle of the field type of they guys. Do. And when you don't and to be fair, that is one thing that the Steelers did take advantage of once Bernard and Harris left the game. Um just think of Calvin jo- Calvin Austin's touchdown, excuse me, in the fourth quarter. Right. Literally just attacking the backers. Easy. Um, AJ Klein played admirable but no disrespect to him, you really don't you don't prefer him to be a coverage backer. Um this time of year. So I think the bad is the injuries and unfortunately where they are because it's a is in the unit in the room that the Chiefs could actually take advantage of if the Chiefs stay on sides.
0: All right, listen, man, I'm with you. I, I like that. Uh I guess I, I guess if we're gonna stick on the bad, I'll I'll mention um the fact that we let the Pittsburgh Steelers hang around, right? We could have easily taken this team and, and taken them to the woodshed like that first when we got the ball back and that dropped by uh, Dawson Knox to kind of extend the play. Like how he extended the play? Yo, we probably maybe put three on the board, maybe put four on the board, uh, but excuse me, put seven on the board. But the fact that that drop happened then we kept them in the game and they kept, I mean, it kept me nervous, right? When this team shouldn't have been a team that would have keep me nervous. Right. So that would be the, the minor, uh, I guess aspect of me putting them on the bad list. Uh, that that's the only thing that stood out to me. So to me, bad, just let the people let the Pittsburgh Steelers fucking hang around. Like quit letting these guys hang around, man, take care of business, get these guys off the field and keep it pushing. Uh, and obviously for me, the ugly obviously is the injuries. The injuries were killer. It's just one of those things that we just can't get away from. These, these ugly injuries are, are catching up to us. And I'm hoping that we can write the ship and try to try to get key players back in. If Teron Johnson comes back in off that, in that concussion, great. If we can get Rasul Douglas back, I'm hoping, I think we do get him back. That'll kind of shore us up. Who do you go with next game? Do you go with Kyrie if Benford can't play? Or obviously you go with, with Dane Jackson. Based based on this on this matchup that we're going up against, these Kansas City
4: Chiefs. Is Rasul playing in this Rasool scenario? should play. Rasul should play. In this scenario, for Rasul plays, I think you do go with Dane just based off of okay. the, the familiarity that you've had with him. Um, throughout this entire tenure. Um, but I'm not going to say an extremely short leash, but Kyrie would see some snaps at some point. You think he will? I, I believe he will. Uh, I was a little... I wanted to say if Benford, more- Once again, Sean McDermott was very coy with us and very coach-speak, which I didn't expect anything else this time of year. You want every little advantage that you can get We'll get another update tomorrow with For guys sure. who can and can't practice. Yep. But he said day-to-day, like, bro, everybody on the team, not day-to-day this time of year, Sean. Like, I get you. <laughs> but, uh, but regardless, though, I-, I wish that Sean could us. I mean, tell the truth to us, but, of course, he won't and shouldn't because of the yeah. competitive advantage. Of course, of course, of so course. So we'll, we'll see um, who can actually walk tomorrow. Yeah, exactly, because these boys are bagged up. These
0: boys are banged up. My man Walter comes in. The bad for him was the pass rush. He felt that we didn't have enough of a pass rush. I mean, I mean, we only had what a single sack. I think we had two sacks or one sack, and that was Greg Rousseau. Uh, So pass rush, which was inconsistent. We need a lot better next week. We do, and I think we match up well uh, with obviously Pat Mahomes. That's why we built the trenches. We built the trenches especially for him. Um, We affected him week six. I think week six was when we played them. I can't remember. Um, And uh, we're definitely gonna affect them uh coming like me coming this game. But uh we are a little banged up, but we're healthier on the line. So we'll see how that all plays out at the end of the day. Um I'm not gonna keep you too long, brother, but uh we got to talk about the milk carton. Anybody stand out to you that deserves to be on that milk carton or what?
4: Man, milk carton let me see who who didn't stand out in a man I'm let me to let me think. give you
0: time let me give you time to think because I'm gonna hit okay. you with one. I don't know I may people might disagree with me on this one, but I'm gonna put Tyler Bass on that man. I'll put Tyler Bass on that, bro. And I know people might say, well, it wasn't really his fault. It was cold. It was, nah, we need you. We need you, bro. Now, some might say, well, that first field goal, it got blocked. Uh, Sean McDermott shouldn't have put him in that position. We should have just punted. But you got to understand, Sean McDermott was trying to put the dagger in these guys early. Put more points on them. Make them totally one-dimensional. Deflate them some more. And the fact that my man got that thing blocked... And that thing just, I don't know. That block normally kind of squips sideways. This one thing, this thing went backwards and gave them a huge field momentum. And they were obviously, they were actually able to score off that pot, the, that blocked field goal. Secondly, that shank to the left. Now, one could say that Sam Martin's injury to his hamstring kind of made him kind of tilt that over, whichever it didn't seem like it when I watched it. It just looked like a pure shank to me. Um, and I don't know, man. I got to put my man Tyler Bass on this one. I hope I never have to see this brother on there again because we're going to need this guy tremendously. And he might come in and be the champion of this upcoming game. And he hits a 56-yard field goal win to win the game. Who knows? But the fact of the matter is this. you got. I got to put you on, man. Two missed field goals. You went one for three. Yo, we need those, man. We need those points. We need those points. And uh, you you didn't get that for us. So uh, I got to put Tyler Bass on that. Uh, Are you
4: against that? Or you feel you got somebody else... to put on there. Are you gonna leave it at that? I, I'm gonna have to joke with you. I'm gonna have to joke for a second and and uh and say some that toradol like for a second jokingly. The toradol need to be on the milk carton candidate because the toradol clearly wasn't working on Monday to get the players back on the field. Clearly, the toradol that they shoot the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they need to double dose that thing or something. It wasn't enough because <laughs> the guys wasn't out there. Um. So I'm a I'm a jokingly at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll put you on. I like that one. Safety for a second. Uh, I'll probably say uh, Tyler Bass. Yeah, I would say to a certain extent. I think Tyler Bass. I think Sam Martin's hamstring. I think we need to put that on the milk carton. My my boy was struggling. Yeah, so uh, because, I mean, outside of those two, the injuries are – because, honestly, for me, when I left leaving the game, the injuries were so massive that – Everything else was like I can't really blame AJ Klein for some of the coverage mistakes that he had because I'm not expecting a guy who was on his couch Facts. with me too on Tuesday for sure to play. I'm not expecting Dorian like so. It's kind of hard for me like I think the pass rush would have been a good one to put on the milk carton. Um, we talked about that a little I bit. Sure, I like that. So if I couldn't talk about the pass rush or the, or the specialist, I'll probably jokingly say the Toradol because the Toradol Tor- clearly Torridol. clearly wasn't up to speed. Um, we'll
0: put we'll put the Torridol and we'll put the pass rush because the pass rush. I, I think I needed more for the pass rush. I, I'm gonna agree with that. Uh, pass rush. I'm I'm good with that as well. Uh, I gotta give a little more love uh, to uh, Dorian Williams. I don't know what it is about Dorian Williams that just he just doesn't get on the field. He's been relegated strictly to special teams. That boy can smack. When he hit Allen Robinson, I felt that. I was like, ooh, that boy got hit. And I was like, if Al Robinson gets up, cool, kudos to you because I was. And then he was wobbled up; he was wobbled. They had to take him off. I think he was he was concussed. I mean, you don't ever want to see somebody concussed. But man, Dorian Williams, he ended up being the second leading tackle on the team behind AJ Klein. Two guys that are on the depth piece, like they're are bottom tier depth piece. So this goes to show you the development by Sean McDermott and the crew. This goes to show you that this team is is coming along. With some depth pieces, but geez, man. If we can get healthy, this will be a different ball game, man. So you're you're actually hey, we're saying actually just play, man. Do you think that we'd be really good if we were all healthy? He says, Yo, if the Bills team was healthy, they win this game. They're gonna win against the Chiefs. So this matchup is gonna be massive. This matchup is gonna be massive, it's gonna be a big one. Uh, let's kind of talk about this this Kansas City Chiefs game before I let you get out of here, real quick. Um, Kansas City, man. They're not as they're not as as the as daunting as they, they once were. This year they've they've kind of come back down to earth slightly.
4: Where's the edge for the Bills in this? We have 17. I think mean, that's the biggest edge. Anytime 100. you have one hundred, I mean, anytime you have that player of that caliber in this situation, always players over plays and crunch and clutch moments. We always say that. Coach always used to tell us that as well. Clutch and obviously the playoffs is a the entire time is a clutch moment so players over plays when you have 17 that helps um i do think that the game will be won on the which unit which i'm not going to give the chiefs a cop out here because they're the ones who built that receiving room and the offensive line hasn't played great either then the interior's been good but the outside the two tackles haven't been but this game is going to be won and lost on that side. Can the Chiefs offense take advantage of the, the Bills injuries and vice versa? Can the Bills defense do enough to keep the Chiefs offense from being the, the mediocre unit it's been all year to a certain extent? Because I do think for how good Josh Allen is, the Chiefs defense is really great. So both units and those sides are going to make plays. So I'm not really concerned about that. But that, this game is going to be won and lost on when Mahomes has the ball. Can the Chiefs, I mean, can the Bills figure out ways to mass those injuries depending on how many there are? We'll find that out as the week progresses. Um, So it is really hard today to tell you how this is going to turn out that on Sunday. True. But I think one way, and I heard the thought doc talk about this before I hop on, uh, hopped on, is they've gone dime a lot this year because of the fact that they don't have two linebackers that they trust. Once Milano went down, excuse me. Yep. If Bernard can't go, this is where things get a little funky, and where Sean McDermott is going to have to dive, dive really deep into his bag because at that point, what backer do you trust on obvious pass down situations? Because Tyrell Dotson was the guy that you took off the field. Um, you obviously wouldn't trust a guy like AJ Klein, you wouldn't trust a guy like Balen Spect- Spectre. Not saying these guys aren't great, yep, but the levels and the, the margin for error at the linebacker position is really, really thin in terms of being a plus or a negative in terms of the pass game. Um, Dorian Williams, like they, they don't clearly don't trust him. So like, what is his answer? That's where I'm going to say, like, what is Sean McDermott's answer for that? Now like, is it going to be? And it, and, the, and the crazy part about it, Taylor Rapp was the answer. Hey, put Taylor Rapp at safety. Put Poyer or Hyde in the box. Mean, that's right. But if Taylor Rapp can't go, then and then if Cam Lewis has to play nickel because Taron can't go, so then you can't put Cam back at safety. So. Oh. What is Sean McDermott's answer for – because this is – because the Chiefs receivers on the outside aren't going to win their one-on-ones. I mean, I, I know that people are scared of what Kyer can do and all that good type of stuff. I don't think Kyra is going to have any issues with – no disrespect to those guys, but McCole Harmon or Sky Moore, who I think is still on injury reserve, or M- Marquez Vanley uh, – Scantlin. Scantlin. It, it's going to be – Or Tony. Or Tony, right. It's going to be Kelsey, Rasheed Rice. Yeah, Checo, yep. Justin Watson, those guys in the intermediate part of the field. What can Mickey D do to offset the potential losses? Because once again, we have no idea who's going to be available. Because that's where the game's going to be won and lost.
0: All right. So then, if you're if you're Andy Reid, you're the, you're Pat Mahomes. Where are you attacking on this defense?
4: Oh, anybody who anybody who I didn't see in week, anybody who I didn't see a month and a half ago. <laughs> That's where going. <laughs> Anybody who I didn't play Played against, <laughs> yeah. But the uh well, we used to call it on defense. Where if it was an offensive guy who we didn't think was up to par, we put them in a the torture chamber. Like, all right, cool. You ain't on. You you ain't popping. Cool. We about to treat you like you are not existing out there, and I, it's the opposite for the offense. You're not right. supposed to be out there on defense. We about to make your life living hell with this red dot. Like you're gonna be in film the next day. Like the ball going there, bro. It's going there. Is going to, so, like, that's where if Andy Reid is going to probably go to once again, presuming who the hell is healthy.
0: Oh man, see, this is the thing, Mary. This is where when, the, when you get to this playoffs, and it now it's like a fight among a fight within a fight, and uh, and obviously the players are doing it, but it's my mind versus your mind, right? And knowing that I'm injured, I got an injured, I got a whole lot of injured players. McDermott's got to be trying to figure out what is Andy Reid going to try to attack. How am I going to try to attack his offense? Can I? De- he's going to depend heavily on his defensive front. Will he yes. have enough time to blitz? Is 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 Pat Mahomes? Pat Mahomes too good. He's too good to just try to blitz his ass. He'll find it. But he's also too good. You can't just sit in zone because he'll pick it apart. So right. we're going to have to be so exotic. And yes. this is where this is where McDermott has to make his money. You want to make your money, McDermott? You got to take care of Pat Mahomes in the playoffs. You got to. And, yes, you've got injured players, and it really sucks, but ain't nobody going to hold your hand and cry with you. It's over.
4: You're like you, and, you. and to a certain extent is what happened last year in the Bengals playoff game. Obviously, they got their tails kicked through and yep. through, but not having da- Daquan Jones in the middle last year hurt. Like, it really it did, did hurt them last, last year. year. Like they, the, the Bengals, who aren't really a great running team, were able to move the ball up and down the field with Joe Mixon. So, I mean, this time of year is always, and I know people don't want to hear this, is all about availability. Um, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not writing the Bills obituary by any point. I still think this Chiefs team is very flawed, and I do think that there are things that the Bills can take advantage of. Yeah. Um. Because even though that Dolphins defense, poor them, had no business being in the playoffs because they None. literally had they None. they literally had edge rushers who were watching the Christmas Day games with you and I. Like that's how banged up they were. So like, kudos for them, boys, even going out there. But. The Chiefs still struggled in the red zone against that unit, even, they, even up against a very practice squad uh <laughs> Dolphins defense. Yeah, So th- it's not – the obituary doesn't need to be written, but they need to play – they need to figure out ways to be creative. McDermott has done that this year, but he's going to have to – if he's been – if you playing cards, right, and, hey, that, hey, man, that joke is going to have to come out now. You, you've been playing that queen. Right, you've been playing that king. You've been playing the ace. You probably played the little Joker. Hey, big bo- big Joker, gotta come out now, big dog. i like, you, man, if, you Uno,
0: out- <laughs> if you're playing Uno and you you know that you can make my man's pick up eight, drop that card now. Stop trying to save that, man. Pick up eight right now. That's what <laughs> yeah. he's got to make him do, man. You got to make yeah. Andy re pick up eight. So and Andy's got to and go. Okay, I got to re- I got to reschedule. So this is what this is the one thing I do love about football is the coach coaches going back back and forth, especially because they they're familiar with one another. So this is where McDermott's got to say, you know what? You know I mean, you were the mentor back in the day. I got to take over. I got to win this one and I got to send y'all packing because I cannot see Kansas City going back to the AFC championship game. I don't want to see that shit happen. I'm so sick of Kansas City. So the Bills got to make sure they take care of business. So we're the ones saying, all right, who's next on the Kansas, on AFC championship? But we got to take care of these Kansas City Chiefs, man. So this will be good, man. I'm, I'm actually interested in seeing how this plays out. Um, this man, don't be surprised if I come calling your way Friday night show. I'm just saying, be available. Might you might you might get a phone call from your boy? But uh listen, ladies and gentlemen, my man Carl Jones in the building. He's gonna be doing some film work. I do have a question for you though. When you when you're doing film studies, I mean film study is one thing, but like you gotta be taught how to do film study. And I'm sure you were taught how you can't just sit there and just watch. I I I love it when people say, Yeah, I was watching the film. What film are you watching? You mean you're just watching the highlights again? Right? right? You're watching the game all over again. I mean, there's gotta be specific ways that you gotta break stuff down. Watch this. Okay, what did he do here?
4: Uh does it take you a while to kind of like like one session of watching film? How long does it take you? So one session, offense and defense, probably takes me about three hours. But I do want to say this, and this is for everyone in the chat, everyone who's going to listen to this. I am a big believer in you can't be an expert at everything. And what, and, and what I mean by that is when I played cornerback and I was very gracious enough to be able to play cornerback, nickel, and safety at Syracuse, so I did learn a lot of the positions. Yep. But I promise you I had zero idea what the hell shit. the D-tackle was doing. Like I didn't know what the D-tackle was doing. I couldn't tell you what the hell the guard was supposed to do on a fire zone blitz. I couldn't tell you. So when it comes to people who watch film, who study the game, who talk about the game, there's a reason why you have position coaches. There's a reason why you have coordinators because you can't know every damn thing. So like when you ask me how do I watch film, I quite frankly watch from the back to the front. I'm watching things. um, I can tell certain coverages and how maybe certain – run fits are supposed to look because i know as a corner this is where i'm supposed to be so i'm pretty sure the dn's supposed to be there type of vibe so once again you really don't hear me ever critique um the front six too often because i didn't play that don't know all their responsibilities you don't really hear me critique the offensive line too much not on like you can critique players but like in terms of an assignment basis type of vibe you're not going to ever hear me say he should have did this on this play because yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and you yeah, can't yeah. be an expert on everything, type of yeah. vibe. I can tell you when someone's not playing good. Like, bro, if you let, uh, if you're a right guard and do run right past you, well, yeah, we I don't need it. to be a film guru to know that. So <laughs> we saw uh, that, right? We saw it. So like that's how that's how I'm watching film. I'm watching like, all right, cool. Like the Kyrie thing, I know down in distance. Like for those at home, if you want to just feel like you know what you're talking about, there are the three things that as a cornerback I look on every single play down and distance is his first down second or third down because there are certain routes that receivers will not run on certain times of certain down and distances right, right. that's first and foremost yep. secondly where is his alignment compared to the rest of uh to the to the ball is he split far out well I know that he's probably not a route running out route if he's right next to the sideline so there's certain routes of things that of that nature and then last but not least where are they at on the field you know, like are they are they in shot territory? You know, that shot territory really around midfield, you know, a yep. little pass a little yep. bit. Are they backed up? I know they not running uh, I know they're not running a hitch route backed up on and at their on three yard. Oh, my man, my man is frozen up a little bit, but he's excited. He, he said it man when he's guys. talking. Um because if it's starting like because if, if it's starting yeah. seven and you giving up a slant, I gotta dang I gotta dang you, my boy. You know that slant territory right there. So like all That good type of stuff. That's what I'm thinking love about. It. That's what I'm looking at. And you won't hear me say, Oh my gosh, I know what Dalton McKay was supposed to do right there. Cause I ain't I ain't never been a tight end and I'm not big enough it. to be one.
0: And and I'm starting to I'm starting to like if I watch because like I watched film and I'm like, okay, so like why did he run that route? I'm like, he ran that right here, but so then what's this guy doing over here? Okay, the backside safety is over here. Okay, this uh, so like watching one play or breaking down one play could take you like
4: 15 minutes for one play. Yeah. Yes. Lee, man. that's why i don't do that all that all. i look at the guys on the back end and if i see some cute happening up front i'll look at it more often but like it, it yeah can't look i got at you everything. i got you You can't Ladies look at everything
0: carl jones in the building i have to have always had that question to ask because like watching film is not just like you know i mean in half hour can watch this film no 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 no. that takes like sit like four three like you said three hours four hours you can spend 20 minutes on one play just to kind of break it down and see what everybody's doing everybody's assignment man gotta love the, the game of football man so Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys have not followed Carl Jones, do me a favor get that man on your follow list. You got to. My man, Carl Cold City, says, Yo, Rico, you, <laughs> done, you outdid yourself bringing in Carl Jones, aka Teron Johnson. That's the first. Never heard that one before. Have you heard that one yet? No, nah, I didn't hear it a lot. I ain't heard Taryn, though. I can't say yep. I heard that one. <laughs> There you go, my man, Taryn Johnson, aka Carl Jones, in the building, man. Uh, listen, let people know where they can reach you if it's not on Twitter where else are you, are you are you are people able to see your work so they know exactly where they can find all your stuff
4: yeah so obviously that's my twitter wherever the hell yeah right yep. there that's my twitter right there where you find my good type of stuff obviously i'm played db kaira elam and dane came in the game so i'm tomorrow i'm gonna drop some stuff about them and let you guys know how they played um but also my other stuff at rochesterfirst.com we do a lot of good stuff thad and i will break down the film we'll talk about what they uh in the totality of our thoughts on the game, um, our YouTube is also at News 8, and you can just search um, Let's Talk Ball. and Because we're just YouTube. talking ball, baby. Yeah, on YouTube. So let, go you ahead. Know, and- let's
0: Talk Ball on YouTube, y'all. Yo. Go ahead and yeah. follow my mans. We appreciate you, man. And uh, we'll see you next week. But if uh,
4: if uh, your boy comes to calling, I'm, I'm going to let you know. Hey, let's go. And ho- tell your boys that they need to win on Sunday. I like my job. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man.
0: The local legend himself, Carl Jones. We'll see you, man. Uh there he goes, man. He says, yo, he he wants to keep working. He wants to keep keep doing what he's got to do. These bills gotta win. These bills gotta win. And uh that we we well, listen, we need to push this thing right up into the Super Bowl. Straight up and down, right up into the Super Bowl. We gotta handle business. Uh last but not least, it's uh 10 40 right now. I'm about to uh make this uh this final phone call. I'm gonna call my bro and see what he's saying right now. And whether he picks up the phone or not. That's a whole different ballgame. Like I said, it's been crickets. I haven't heard that brother at all. So he might be a little spicy on the phone with me, but I don't give a damn. You're going to answer this phone, Johnny. His name is, actually, his name is uh, Wendell, but I call him Johnny. Childhood name, but we're about to find out if he picks up the phone. He's going to be attitude-ish, I know he will. What do you want? If he answers, he's probably with his daughter. Yo. Oh, what's up,
3: Johnny? Lovely, man.
0: Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you busy right now?
3: You, sir. Can you? Do you have like five minutes? I just want five minutes of your time. Nah, buddy, you shut your mouth. Right now, you're probably doing your podcast, and you calling me to fucking troll or to talk nonsense. So I'm madman. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Don't hang up the phone. Don't hang on the phone. I you
0: didn't you didn't call me at all to talk about the, the game. That's why I was checking to see what was going on.
3: What did they talk about?
0: Well, the Dallas Cowboys. I, I wanted to know what time what time they were playing next week.
3: This is top, man. What, what time are they uh, playing next how, 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 week? So hold on. How about you? Uh, how about you call me? Uh, when when do we, when do you guys play next? Uh, we play we play Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how about you call me Monday or Tuesday? Eh? What, so what are that, we going to talk you, about? So hold about? on. Hold on. You, you played you play a bum-ass team, Pittsburgh, that barely made it to, to the playoffs because Jaguars made uh, uh play bad. Now you call to, to brag? Get the hell out of here, man. I actually didn't call to brag. Typical, just... typical, typical, typical Bill Fenn. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't actually call okay. to brag. I actually called to see how you were doing. No, no. What am I doing? Now? Unlike you, I know my team is freaking weak sauce. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they're so... weak sauce now. No, no, you, buddy, well, anyway, the weak sauce. I've been with the weak sauce. They, they lost to you. So I've been with the weak sauce. Bunk. I've been with the weak sauce. So it, it, was, I was it, it didn't hit me hard, buddy, because I was expecting it. Who did Dallas play? I was hoping for the best. And then yeah, Dallas played a, a bunch of young guns. That's, what, that's who they played. Oh,
0: they're young guns. They're not young young punks, and they're scrubs. They're not scrubs.
3: Uh, They have a, a bunch of good receivers. Who did you play? Who did you play? We played Deontay Johnson. Yeah, no, you, 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 you played. You played a seventh, a seventh pick and seed team. What did you play? A no, no, hold on, hold on, hold up. No, 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 no. Hold on. Not, not, not all seventh place teams are equal. You know oh. that. No, no, hold up, hold up. You know that as a football guy. Okay. But why you do? But you do. You pick and choose, right? Oh, I pick and you choose. You pick and choose. No, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I'm okay. talking. Okay. <laughs> you pick and choose when it benefits you. Then you come. Like just like you talk shit about your team just oh no no uh what's his name shakir sucks he's a he's a scrub (laughs) what Uh, that that does come from your mouth when i was trying to beat him up i was telling you have good receivers you're talking shit (laughs) right but now 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 you come coming to talk shit shut the hell up man okay i know what my hold up i know what my team is about they're garbage i told you before until frickin' Jerry Jones dies, we're not going to win a championship. What, what I, does Jerry Jones have I, to do with I, that? I, what do you mean? He doesn't He didn't hire the right coach. What do what is no No free agency, no free agency wants to go to Dallas. Da- Dallas is a big market. What are you talking about? Every free agency well, goes to Dallas. to Dallas. People that wants to win, that wants to win the big thing, they don't go look at Dalvin Cook. They, who, who did he pick? I mean, nobody, did he pick? nobody wanted
0: Dalvin Cook, first of all.
3: No, 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 no. But who did? No, no. Nobody wanted him. That's bullshit. Dallas wanted him. Hold on. Just give me so a second. Next I, just, title. I just want to
0: give everybody an opportunity to know that I'm talking to my older brother. My older brother is a Dallas Cowboys fan, and uh, I didn't hear anything from him all week. It's been crazy. Yeah. Uh,
3: unlike, unlike you delusional Bill fans, like I said, I know my team. They're not strong. They're soft. And <laughs> if they play against any real real team, they're going to lose. Well, they played a real team. Which is team. what happened. Which is what happened, and I was expecting it. I was hoping for the best. But expecting it, you expecting them to lose to the Packers? I was. Nobody expected that. Bullshit, bullshit. What are you
0: talking about, man? Everybody was picking the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Packers. You kidding me? Who's everybody?
3: Those those chumps on fucking uh, uh, NFL Network? Get the heck out of here, man!
0: Listen, everybody was. It was it was it was ordained. It was supposed to happen.
3: Anyone anyone that knows real football, real football would would know it was not a slam dunk.
0: Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Jokes aside. What do you do with Dak Prescott? Is Dak Prescott the issue? Is it Mike McCarthy? What do you do with your team?
3: All uh, you right. I, I mean, Dak Prescott got to Quinn, I mean, the fucking score, like, 40-something points on Quinn. And they're saying this guy could be a potential head coach somewhere. So Quinn I never liked Dan Quinn. Eh? So Quinn's got to go. No, no, I'm not saying him. Like uh, first of all, McCloskey always never stole on this guy. I I don't like him. Okay, he's terrible in uh, clock management. Terrible decision. I'm not a big fan. Doc, Doc, at the end of the day, like he's he's he plays for for the run that he was picked on. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude is pick picked by fourth round.
0: Okay, so now, so gonna, Okay,
3: he, you you can't, no 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 hold on. Enough enough. Enough, you Shut your mouth and let me answer. I'm giving you uh intellectual answer. I know it's above your head. Fuck off. It's above your head. So I gotta dumb it down for you. Okay, big guy. All right? Doc is a fourth rounder. Okay. So he's he he's he's richly stealing. That's but if this guy wants to win the big one, I don't think they can win with Doc. That's 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 real talk.
0: You don't think they can win with Doc? No.
3: Nope. The guy was say, the guy had four thousand oh,
0: yards passing. He was okay. He, he was in the running for MVP. Okay. CD Lamb Okay. You got Jake Ferguson. You have one okay. of the best O-lines in the game. Yeah, yeah.
3: What more do you want? Guess what? Matt Ryan won MVP too, right? How'd you win a Super Bowl, you dumb truck? He went to the you Super, Bowl? Super Bowl. Matt Ryan, how'd you want a Super Bowl? He went there. How'd you win it? It doesn't, listen. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter, eh? Of course, typical Belfin, because cause you guys went to Super Bowl went, uh, four times and then won it. So to you, that's that's the Super Bowl. Hold on. Buddy, Hold you and you it, it to win it. Okay, so real if, winners. You in it to win it. Losers, you just say, oh, I got there, so I'm satisfied. On, That's, on, you. If That's you guys. If we're in it to win it, bro. What I'm the a, hell is Dallas I'm Cowboys, a, Cowboys I'm in? A, I'm an ex champ. Okay, so I'm talking about real talk, so winner talk. You something back, you, you don't know about? You want to go back that? to the? You want to go? No, you no. hinge, you wanna, I'm talking about this is winner, the winner's circle. What that? winner's circle? It's twelve years. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Winner's circle. So hold on, sir. We, we, we haven't won it over 20 years, but guess what? If you go to a stadium, you're going to see Super Bowl champ. <laughs> can you call yourself that? Listen. Can you call yourself you that? Ain't nobody talk Right now, I just, Can I just you call, call yourself a Super Bowl champ? You're, you're hurt right now. You're hurt. Can you call yourself... I can hear can you call yourself a, No, no, no. I asked a stupid question. Can you call yourself a Super Bowl champ? Yes or no? Of course not. not exactly. Right exactly. Exactly. Not in right now, not ever. You are, you, are you Are you? telling me that, you know you're that
0: you're calling yourself a Super Bowl champ?
3: You, you got me freaking. Uh, are you you're a Super I, Bowl you champ? Are you still holding on to that? That's, buddy, if you once a champ, you're always a champ. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> something, up. Something you don't know about, man. Once a champ, you're always going to be a champ.
0: All right, right. Let me ask you this. So, let me ask you this. Bills, Chiefs, who wins the game? Chiefs. Is it a blowout?
3: Oh yeah, a close game. So how about you call me after that?
0: Hold on. Why do you think the Chiefs are, are why do you pick the Chiefs so quickly?
3: Why do I pick the Chiefs so quickly? Yeah. Because you played against a bunch of bums. Um, once, when you played against the Chiefs, the refs saved your ass. Um, the Chiefs, they're not even that strong of a team, but I think they have enough to still beat your ass.
0: So they don't have enough of a team. They're not that good, but they're still going to beat our ass. The same team that's that right. whooped the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we the Dallas
3: Cowboys. Oh, you are hurt. You are hurt. You're you not making any sense, buddy. You can keep going back to that Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys. I've never heard you. I've never heard you this hurt before. <laughs> hurt, <laughs> anyway. You're, that's you're that's hurt. Call, call, call me next game after next game, right? So when I call you and we
0: were talking about shit, man, that was a good game and the Bills won. Are you gonna say, Money, oh, I, you beat I, the
3: scrub team in the in the I, I cheese always, scrub? I, I always keep it 100, man. Unlike you. You, you pick always, and
0: choose. You always keep it 100. You All pick right. and choose. Listen, always. Man. You you never fail to to give me awesome sound bites. You are absolutely a trash fan. You he your is. team is trash. I, I'm a trash fan. You, no, I'm a real fan. You're you're holding on your typical built, your typical Dallas Cowboys uh, fan. Exactly. Typical man. No, no, I ain't
3: no Bill Fan. No,
0: no, no. You're asked. No, no, no. no you're a typical Dallas fan. You're you're still yeah. holding on to the nineties. Bro, the 90s, bro. Jean Jackets were still in, in style in the 90s, bro. You still talking bro, about that shit? Bro, I let, least, it go. I
3: got, let it go. What can you go back to? The sports
0: right now. What can you
3: go back to? Have you done lately? What can you go back to? I can go,
0: you know what? I can go back to. I can go back to last week when we played the Pittsburgh Steelers and we won, and we're going to the next Ooh. week. What are
3: you doing? <laughs> what are the Dallas Cowboys doing? No, uh, like I said, that's what I can go back to. Champ, champ, always a champ. Yeah, you're talking about, uh, listen, you play against a coach that's out, that's out the door. That's not, that's always, that's already thinking about the next chapter. You understand that, man? You play, you play against a third round, a third string QB. You dumbass. And then you, you call me? Oh, hold on, hold on. You call me to brag about some dumbass shit like that, man? A third string QB, a freaking head coach that's out the door. You're going to call me and brag? Get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> You chump. Freaking loser. Loser mentality, man. Yo, it's it's ironic that you call me a loser when your team's the one that lost. No, no, no. no, no! Packages. Loser mentality. Loser mentality. You come guys, and brag about some bunch of bums that you beat. Get the heck out of here, man. Listen, you, know, you know the Bills have won listen, six games straight, even, right? Listen, if you came in t- and tell me, yo, I beat Houston, I beat Baltimore, and you can come brag, I, I could give you that. But you're going know, to call me about some third-string QB that you just beat? Get the heck out of here, man! You scrub. But I didn't actually call you about the. You the I didn't actually you call, call crumb, you about man. the bills. I called you about
0: your team. Loser mentality. That's the fucked up part. But you're so nah, hurt, nah, you want to bring it back on nah, the bills. Nah, I, I didn't. I'm not the one sitting here Lose. bragging about who we beat. I'm talking about how are the Lose, Dallas
3: Cowboys loser mentality. Listen, you're hurt. like I said, like I said, I was expecting. I wasn't expecting much. So this is why when it happened. Like yeah, it is what it is. Listen, I'm gonna tell you. The, that, no, no, no. That's the that's the Dallas Cowboys. That's who I know. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say one thing before
0: I let you go. I love you, man. You you're you're my bro. I know you're hurt right now, so you're not talking straight. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> you ain't yeah. talking straight. Like I said,
3: come have the same energy next week.
0: I, oh, listen, and I'll, I'll still
3: have you. You know me. I'm gonna still keep it keep
0: it keep it funky. That's always gonna be that way. It's gonna be a good game. You already know. Bill's you're gonna just, keep it what? always a good game. Hold on, hold up. You're gonna keep it what? I'm gonna keep it hundred. I'm always, I'm always hundred no, percent. You know what it is? Get the fuck out of here, man! You are picking oh. huge. Man, you were a hundred percent. Yo, the up, Prescott man. really did it to you, huh? He big, really did big, it to you. Big, Listen, let me big, tell, big. tell you, let me tell you where you guys fucked up. You guys, your defense is what fucked you up. Forget about what Dak. Dak didn't have a good game, but your defense did do fuck all. Where, where was your guys? Where was well, thank, guys? Where was thank
3: you, Gilmore? Captain Gilmore? where was he? Where very, was very, Hold up, hold up. Very good insight, buddy. What's, we're very good hey, inside. Me, me, Mr. Headliner, get the dick out of here, man. Oh, he's upset. i push man. I'm so mad. <laughs> Bye. Love you, buddy. <laughs> Yo,
0: Big Mad. I called him to find out how his Dallas Cowboys... He went on a rant about 90s Super Bowl champs. Yo, this, guy, this guy's a riot. Sometimes you just got to let him go. You got to let him go off. He, you're calling me about... Did you guys even hear me say, yo, we won last week, and I'm here to brag about the win against the Pittsburgh Seals. I said, yo, how are you doing? (laughs) Yo, but sometimes, this is the thing, man. He needs somewhere to vent. He doesn't have anywhere to vent. That's why he usually vents, you know what I mean, regular season. He comes to me and says, okay, this is what's going on, right? This was his moment to vent. Did you guys hear that? That was a vent. That's a therapy session right there. (laughs) He took out his anger. (laughs) He took out his anger on me, but really he was trying to get his anger out to just feel good about himself, <laughs> uh, Rico. He told you to shut up before you even asked him about the question. I know. <laughs> he, I didn't. Even, I couldn't even get a word out. He was just so upset. He goes, "You shut up! I'm talking." I was like, oh, "All right, the floor is yours." I've never met a man so upset about a football game, bro. I mean, listen, we get upset. We know when when our, when our team loses, we fight, we lose our shit, we get it, we get into it, all that good stuff. But that was good. Dallas Cowboys fans are unhinged. <laughs> they are absolutely unhinged. They're not calm. Kevin, I can call Kevin right now. And Kevin would be like, <clears throat> buddy, I knew we were going to lose. It was terrible. Like it was expected. I, you know what I mean? Kevin's a sensible fan. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not hanging on to in 1974, whenever the hell they went undefeated, we were 14 and 0, and we won a Super Bowl. Hey, Kevin ain't doing that. <laughs> And the funny thing is my brother my bro's like well, well well what about uh what do you what can you hang off well I can hang off of last week cuz we won last week what about you <laughs> Yo you got to listen brotherly love that's I'm going to tell you something I'll be real to you that's when we get into sports conversation unless we are aligned with one another it's like calm the minute we disagree the octaves go way high and we just keep going and Obviously, for content purposes, I'm laughing my ass off. But when we get into heated conversations, bro, it gets crazy. You guys will just have to be there. Like, I always tell this guy, yo, you should just come on here and show your face. <laughs> and actually, let's go back and forth. But he doesn't, He never wants to do it. He never wants to do it. But uh, Dallas Cowboys fans, bro, if every one of y'all are like this, fam, get it together. He's hurt. That's what pain feels like, folks. When people are grieving, <laughs> that's what it feels like. And I think I caught him out of the shower because he's probably sobbing in the shower. So he's like, yo, what do you want, man? I just got out of the shower. I was like, wait, wait just, I just want to talk about your game. That's when he went off. Walter, you're right. I couldn't even get my words out. He was already telling me, shut up. And he just wanted to lay into me. <laughs> well, what you laying into me for? My team won. You team won against a coach that's out the door, third tree, this, that, the third. I was like, golly, he's upset. <laughs> anyway, folks, uh, that's my time. I hope you guys appreciate the show. I had to call in and uh, allow my brother to vent and use this, what, five minutes? He went out for five, ten minutes of a therapy session. Uh, it is what it is, man. Dallas fans are feeling it. I'm sure Eagles fans are feeling it the same. I have a couple Eagles fans that I should call, but we'll leave that for another day. But the bills are up. The bills got the Kansas City Chiefs this coming Sunday. We're going to get back at it again on Friday. Uh, if you guys have not subscribed, subscribe to the channel. I want to give a big thank you to everybody thousand subscribers on the youtube channel Appreciate it big big love to y'all that's that's been showing up and showing love and uh continuously coming in and and hanging out with us so 27 000 subscribers is not a it's not a joke uh we started this thing in 2017 uh right before 2018 october of 2017 so uh we've been at it for for what four years now four years my math is all it's all terrible uh we don't yeah four years give or take so uh let's keep it rocking let's keep it cracking and uh, let's keep this uh, this thing moving. So uh, much love goes to each and every one of you guys for always tuning in. Smash that like. And uh, it's time for me to go. But uh, until next time, folks.
3: It's
0: your boy Rico. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. Much love to y'all, man. And uh, I got to get my black ass to work. So smash that like before you get out of here. Subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. It's your boy Rico. It's the Rico Report. Catch you on the flip side. Peace.